0: This week in League, this podcast faced a 52-week suspension for Grade 5 sea bombing.
1: DCE turns his back on the entire state of Queensland, apparently.
0: Anthony Watmo celebrates his 300s this week. 300 career game and 300 drop ball for the Eels in 2015.
1: And we preview all of the action for Round 14 of the 2015
0: NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 192 of This Week in League, I'm mate. And I'm Glenn. First things first, I just want to thank all our wonderful listeners and members who listen to the show and new listeners. A couple of new listeners piped up this week and said it was like their first time or whatever. So, um, thank you very
1: much. I still get a kick out of that. Yeah, same. People say, oh, you know this is my first time or I've been on Twitter and people have been saying you know talking about it I'm going to give it a go yeah
0: or like I've joined Twitter just because you know yeah, I want to get them right the special yeah yeah exactly I've joined Twitter and you know because try of give, this show and we give them a retweet and they usually have like you know an instant you know reasonable base. amount of followers to sort of chat to and everything because you know the existing guys you know jump on there as well and um yeah add into the list and everything so um good job all around everyone and uh that's great <laughs> What are you shaking your head about? <laughs> Don't. I wasn't going to say anything about that, but you know, the little matter last week got a lot of interest. That's all I was going to say. Thank yes. you for your interest. And. Um, but we're
1: classy motherfuckers.
0: Exactly. We've got some clever little followers out there, and uh, clever little listeners, clever members. And loyal motherfuckers. Loyal and I uh, proved it. And that's uh, very interesting. And a cautionary tale for anyone else.
1: And protective. Yeah, protective. Yeah, very protective. Protective of this little community and this little family that we've built.
0: This is this is the thing, though. I mean, that's what happened with the the Sharma situation last year when Fox Sports fucking went there. It's like we will we will fucking bicker and smash each other twenty four hours a day, seven days the a week. The
1: community from March to October. The community is reflective of our relationship, Nathan.
0: Yeah, yeah. However. Because I've said the
1: stuff to you, yeah. like I've literally said stuff to you, like i will <laughs> described in infinite detail how your demise will come about at my hands. Spelt yeah. it out for you,
0: and I've done. The, I've done the same, and, and I mean, but not your demise, more like you know, defiling you, which you do with weekly. my penis. <laughs>
1: Which, wait, I really need to let you finish your sentences. God! Oh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, and, uh, and, and I'm
0: And I'm pleased with you. <laughs> but yeah, but if someone from the outside yeah, tries that same thing, fucking forget about it. You're gone. <laughs> so, um, well done, everyone. How are you going, Phil? I'm good. I'm
1: good. Not happy with my coffee tonight. I'm pretty sure they forgot to put the fucking sugar in.
0: you got the battery acid on this oh, thing.
1: F- I chugged it down so I was like, fuck off. It's <laughs> medicine. I'm struggling. I'll take my medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But, uh, nice long weekend. Crammed six days worth of shit into three days rather yep. than the traditional four days worth of shit into two days. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. And, um, yeah. Got a little floor laid in the little home gym and yep. shit coming across there. Got tattooed, got Fucking, yeah. Pretty successful long weekend all around, except for the, uh, the result on Friday except night. Except for the
0: obvious. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Bet yourself, Nathan. Oh, same so well, so yeah. well. <laughs> Still last. Ain't nobody... <laughs> Nothing can break my stride. Ain't nobody going to pull me down. <sighs> oh, gotta keep on moving. <laughs> I've got a lot of good memories to coast across. It would, it would, it would, it would, it would, dead say Take three years of fucking basement dwelling, I reckon, for to, to forget about the good times. Yeah. At the moment, I don't give a fuck. Oh really. fuck!
1: You've had a, you've had a pretty charmed run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's, and it's not over yet. You never know.
1: Well, I mean, Do fuck. You, stranger things have happened. Two thousand nine
0: eels, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand
1: five tigers. Two thousand five tigers. I mean, you know. I mean, it can happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fucking look a million miles look, away look, from that. The,
0: the, the, the end of the day, if they, can just dra- if they can drag their asses up to eighth, okay, don't yeah. give a fuck. Because you've got to remember in like 2010, I think it was, they were fucking like ninth. And they were, or they were eighth at the end of the round and there was one game left and it was South playing and, and it was required that South had to lose the game by a certain amount of points. Mm. And they did. <laughs> and they only, like, scraped it's into the fires. very files, accommodating like, often. Exa- Exactly. So, I mean, look, yeah, this, this, these things have happened before, and um, and uh, no doubt they'll happen again. But look, thankfully... at the end of the day,
1: from fucking 2012 through to this year, look, it has to take... It's dead, dead set round 23, and we're, yeah. at, like, 12 points adrift of the eight. And I'm like, we're still a chance here.
0: Well, this, okay. the, 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 this is the, the thing, though. The thing about this year is my one regret is... Like if if I've got to have a shit year, then that's that's fine. I mean you know because let's face it, you know it, it all comes around for everybody, um, except it doesn't go up for sharks fans. But I mean generally speaking, it comes around. The only regret I have or problem I have this year is that the tigers are fucking terrible too. Like if I've got to have a shit year, why don't you get to have? How about you have a good year? I'm happy. I mean, no, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, the no, fact that the fact you got it all wrong. That, the fact that after this week you could very well be exactly a shit yeah, as us. yeah. That, that blows my fucking mind like because I mean, like Tigers have had a season of promise and like some good wins we've had a season of absolute fucking unmitigated disaster from start to finish however <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. About the same. Time. <laughs> Fuck. Which is fucking like, and like, I actually, I'm, I genuinely, I think I, that's fucking terrible. I mean, if if I've got, a, if one of us have got to have a shit year, the other one has to have like a, 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 at least fucking finals year. At, at, at least in a long time. Like we've never had both the out po- of finals. E- both the out. Both
1: out. Of no, no, no. But I remember we got the podcast started, and Lottie had signed with the Tigers. I was fucking.
0: I was yeah, a man like on top some, of the world. Flex like and tries. to dreads, do the Lottie, dreads to the Lottie <laughs> little
1: dance, and this new podcast was coming. We were taking the rugby league world by storm, and the Tigers were, you know, they were on the up and up.
0: They were, they were a side that you always felt would have, they, you could go into a game thinking they, they have a destined, chance to win They were game. destined
1: to be a team of destiny, if you will. <laughs> if you will, Nathan.
0: They were, they, de- they were destined for destiny. They
1: were, <laughs> they were destined to be perennial <laughs> finals contenders. Yeah. And then the wheels fell off, and then the wheels got lost, and no one could ever find the wheels again. And here we are, and Sheenies had the wheels. Sand wheels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Sheenies did the wheel alignment. <laughs> Forgot to put the nuts back on. <laughs> Carved, decided he was going to reinvent the wheel and made them square. <laughs> True Sheen, style. He's.
1: Then Potter came along, couldn't communicate with the wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's Taylor. The wheels are very defensive, but they don't go anywhere.
0: Yeah, they work, but I mean he can't get it out of first gear. <laughs> oh, fuck. The wheels are finally perfect, but then he's got fucking gearbox troubles. Anyway,
1: see you guys next week.
0: <laughs> yeah, And that's the end of the show. Fuck you all. <laughs> um, okay, mailbag stuff. Uh, on the subject of the app. We had some people um, put their two cents in. Uh, Benny 2 7. Just. Yeah.
1: Everyone's like, let's have a game. Everyone that come up with a game suggestion.
0: Let's do something to Glen.
1: Yeah. Fuck you
0: guys. Fu- <laughs> or oh, someone. Someone. Who was it? Someone um, had like a. Pin oh. the mushroom on the Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, actually, I don't have. <laughs> Pin the
1: air r- on the Glen. Fuck
0: off. I'm not sure where I saw a tweet, but someone said something about. Um. Have like a soundboard sort of thing, so they just rip out quotes from us. <laughs> just gonna yeah, do it. Fucking awesome. <laughs> that would suck though because people would just start fucking making the show up for themselves. <laughs> and we wouldn't <laughs> we need you of, guys anymore. We'd be out of a job, I was saying with finger quotes. Um at Benny Two Seven says our uh, Twill app idea. Have the player voting for the twillies available for each game so you could submit votes each game as they happen. That's fucking fantastic. I'm prepared to say I'll fucking rubber stamp that one. That's definitely gonna have to be there. <laughs> That's brilliant. Buckshot nineteen underscore eighty one. I know what you can put in the app. The back catalogue you cunts. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Probably fair. Um when you say back catalogue is-
1: just yeah. refresh my memory. Yeah. What is the issue with the back cataloging
0: it? We when we first did the show, up until about episode probably 70 something so i'd say it was almost the first full two years mm. we were using a, pl- uh, a host called blip.tv um, now with the .tv suffix to their domain name you could rightfully assume that they were actually more for video content and but they did accept audio content then there came a time where they said okay at a certain date like it was like a january or something we'll no longer be accepting any more audio submissions and that's that was fine um but you know well, you know, thanks for thanks for fucking giving us no money to host a shit for two years, but uh, we'll be stopping audio, so that's, that's fine, so that's when we found the current host. And then, eventually, Blip went out of business, probably two years later, they went out of business, so <laughs> like, previously, you could have gone to our website, they weren't on the iTunes feed, but you could go to the website, and there would have been uh, the link from the, the show notes for that episode, for every episode since the very start. And there would have been a direct download link, and you could have got the episode that way. But then Blip shut, shuttered completely, and so they were gone. Um, so I uploaded something. It's just fucking time. Just basically got to upload. It's, it's like adding a new episode to the feed every time, you know, like got to do it. Oh, I've got to do it like another 50-something times, though. I think it at like 25 of them I put up, and I've just got to put more of them up, and then go through to, to the website, to the old episode release notes, and update the link and all that sort of thing. So...
1: Come so he, in, in a nutshell the hold up is you, is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. So gotcha. I mean like I'm happy for someone to do it, but unfortunately no one else can, so it fucking sucks. Well um, fucking hell, you've got some nerd mates. Yeah, yeah. It's true.
1: You know, every Probably other awesome. time something you can't do, something you bring fucking Kurt in. Lanier. Well, he loves it when I say he his name. It, yeah. He loves it. He's uh, he goes, Oh, he said my name again. Then he rewinds it, pauses it, takes when his pants yeah, off. Yeah, when he tweeted that I was I was like, um, when did you... When, I did haven't you, finished. when did you even bring he it up He takes though? his pants off, and then he presses I knew play you're again. where you going. And then, you know, there's some furious mushroom farming going on. <laughs> in Kurt's nether regions.
0: Hey. So anyway, that's the story of the back catalogue. And, uh, shithead listener. Nice one, Drew underscore Nathan5. Great idea to have a Twill app. Must include a Glenn insult randomizer. Would come in handy at my work. Great, one button He's a fuckhead He's a fuckhead He's a cockhead Two buttons, there you go Come on, yeah. God, there's more variety than that Ham hocks, Fucking pig <laughs> Fuckhead That's about Come on, mate There's thousands of them. That probably covers 80% yeah. I reckon Yeah
1: that sort of lends itself to a Glendale. You pull a string on the back and out
0: come some insults. And surely, like, we could find the people, whoever, there must be, must be a Carl Pilking, the one out there or something. We can find the factory in China where they make them and just say, you know, let's, Change just, swap, its t-shirt. Let, let's just swap out the chip. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, just swap out the chip. We'll send, We'll give you a chip. How much does it cost to replace a chip? It's a fucking brilliant idea. Part of the membership pays 2016. Stay tuned. <laughs> Remember when we looked at the cost of bobbleheads? yeah who did fucking prohibitive too yeah but still I
1: could yeah. see them in our the future you've got enough dolls on here you could have a doll of me oh yeah be tremendous. and then we could have little fights between whoever that fucking guy is and me and which it, guy oh fucking any of them I don't know who 90% of them are <laughs> to be quite frank <laughs> could you
0: referential retard to the max uh,
1: yeah but I'd know who a Glendale was <laughs> I get that one every time
0: <laughs> he's from Pulp Fiction right uh, yeah, needs to turn it and Hooch. <laughs> um, uh, Simo underscore three nine three said, "I would love an app with forums and match thread for banter and shit." Look, forums and banter and shit—they invented that already. It's called Twitter. I'm not putting it in an app. It's just we tried. We ran. We ran the forum thing a couple of years ago. Just wasn't. I mean, admittedly, like the audience then was far less than it is now, but. Still, having said that, it was still only a fraction of a fraction that really got in and there. And let's in a month be or frank, two. we don't have
1: the time to monitor a forum and fucking yeah, exactly. get involved. And, and people want input and reaction. And other people do forums and they do it really, really well. We mm-hmm. do podcasting and talk a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And I like the app idea, but it needs to be things that we can put in there and let
0: people run with. Yep. Because, yep. <sighs> it's, no, it's, there's no time, there is no more. <laughs> there's there's no there is literally no there more There is no more time At all <laughs>
1: Oh fucking Tim McIntyre's mentioned you Oh in he's comment. mentioned
0: me On Facebook What do you want Timmy Oh look at me
1: I'm a fucking stand up comedian
0: <laughs> Joe Bogan <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bogan <laughs> <laughs> At Eagle Eyed Kiwi Don't worry about The league pass this week <laughs> Just talk about The other shit Coffee Beards hipsters <sighs> uh, beard not coming back Anytime soon
1: No no, not at the moment. I read a thing the well, other day... Well, focus is tattoos you know, at the moment.
0: I read a thing the other day that said that um that the amount of time that you have a beard, if you decide you're going to shave it off, you should take at least a, a day for every month that you had the beard to think it over.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about it like, for while. So this stage was like about six...
0: So yeah, you, you were two weeks and you only had the beard for like you know, not even six months probably, so... Yeah. yeah. So you thought it through thoroughly. I did. And made a decision... At Devonhead, every year a league versus union game is talked about. But fuck that. What about a forwards versus backs game? What do you boys think?
1: Cassiano I think back. it'd
0: be a game of two halves to start with. <laughs> because only one side would have halves. <laughs> but the other thing is as well, can you imagine unless you got like picked the biggest, strongest backs like you know, that you had mm. the first half they would just be getting fucking smashed humped and getting run at, run over, just getting wasted trying to defend these big fuckers coming at them. Then, the second half, big fuckers are tired and then they run all over So, I'd imagine it'd be like there'd be a lead to the half time. You'd get a half time, full time double, and you say half time, maybe the backs, forwards. Maybe, sorry, forwards, yeah, and then full time backs would get them over the stretch. But with these like versatile roles, though, these days. With, you know, but back rowers playing fun, in centres and run, Yeah, like,
1: you could run some back rowers.
0: They'd struggle for a fullback, probably. The big boys. No. Who, would, that, who would it be, then? T-Rex. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> well,
1: he'd be at 5'8". Well,
0: he'd be here in halves, yeah, for sure. Cassiano, halfback, maybe.
1: Yep. He's pretty talented. Um,
0: but you've got these guys that, that would would be centres, but they're, you know... I saw Luke Lewis, put him in, you know, you'd put him somewhere. You'd put him in, like, 5'8", or something.
1: Yeah and then maybe fuck, it pains me to say but T-Rex half back.
0: Well, I mean Queen Q Cup Premiership winner at 5-8. Who the fuck's going to play full back? Geez, you got me thinking. <laughs> That's the position I'd struggle I struggle with the most because who who can is a uh, a forward that you would know of that'd be able to sort of sweep behind the play and like you know if it's kicked into space and you know he's got to get you know I just
1: Who's the best best athlete?
0: <clears throat> Even the wingers too. Sonny Bill
1: Sonny Bill would be full
0: back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'd put him with Sonny Bill. But even and he can wing, play wing the game is a struggle yet. too, because I mean once once the little guy's made a break, very hard to mow down. You mm. imagine you put James Roberts in the backside. Oh fuck. <laughs> Gets past the first line, fucking shut the gate. Yeah. <laughs> that's it.
1: All over. Yeah. So uh, I remember at school we um were playing touch football and we played against the seniors. Yeah. And there was this guy who played I think he played footy and he was fucking lightning. Yep. Like, I, to this day I've never seen anyone run as quick as this guy like yep. with the naked eye yeah and <laughs> fucking PE teacher who's refing the game like we were well, like we were obviously a few years younger yeah quite skillful with the ball and all that but this guy as soon as he got on the outside of someone he just, he, he just he'd, he'd only around. have to get passes and he's like yep I bring it back yeah and he goes fucking game's over when Leon's got 10 tries <laughs>
0: That's the story how you met Leon Bott.
1: <laughs> Not quite, but I remember years later when uh, we were obviously a fucking bit older and we were at Campbelltown Tennis Club where I used to frequent and um, get stuck into the piss and the pokies when I was degenerate. <laughs> well, when I was. was. In my early days of yeah. drunken, <laughs> degenerate formative, Your formative years of degenerate behaviour. And uh, he used to frequent the same establishment and uh, was quite fond of the pokies. And I was like, fuck, man. You could have been anything. You could have been a contender. I used to think you were the fucking fastest man on earth. And he was quite chuffed because I think he was pushing trolleys for a living or something fucking thing. I'm not really sure.
0: <laughs> I bet you he was fucking top of the line trolley pusher though. He was fast as fuck when he's.
1: Fuck. He, they had to keep replacing the wheels on the trolleys and the motherfucker wore them out that fast.
0: You never go to Woolies and fucking. and, and want for a trolley because they all full stacked exactly. in the whole time. you got fucking flash out here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Saloony Pos sure he wasn't pushing drolleys, just saying. Yeah, right. at Saloony Pos said Barrett to Manley in a bid to lure Gould as an administrator. Thoughts, Nate? No, I don't think about that at all. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the case at all. So, so my thoughts are ten billion to one. My thoughts are, thank you, for, thank you for the question, but I don't think it's even the remotest possibility or desire because they got Bozo in there in that role. I mean, so I don't think they're going to worry about Gus. I think they're happy at the moment. At Unique Mitch eighty. Any correlation between banning shoulder charges and seeming increase in players being knocked out? Or is it just more focus on the KOs? I think that that sounds like opposite Ville to me.
1: Yeah, I would have thought that... Well, I don't know. I, don't I think just there think is there, is, there is a like, heightened focus on... Traumatic... The, on the concussion yeah. rule as, as it stands anyway. I think that's probably... Yeah. Um, whether... Uh, you know, that's a job for DJ explain. Have a look at the fucking stats on concussions. But how's banning, yeah? But how's
0: banning shoulder charges increase the amount of fucking knockouts?
1: <sighs> well, does it mean people are having to get, you know, fuck? There's a lot of head clashes. Yeah. Is there more head clashes because they're, they're having to get closer to get their arms around? As far yeah, as but yeah, yeah, you can
0: still throw your shoulder as long as you're, you know, throwing your arm around as well. You know, yeah. know what I mean? So. I don't think it's that far away. It's just that people uh, can't, you know, just missile. Yeah, you know. So Chris Sandowit. Look, I don't think that. I don't think there's any correlation at all. Um, I can't understand why. Excellent question, though. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I just see, I just there's definitely more focus on the KOs, though, and definitely because now um, there's there's a lot of focus because you've got your Fultons who have basically just you know knocked themselves into into spasticity over their career, but then you've got your guys <laughs> Is that like. Even a word? Yeah. <laughs> is now um, but then you've got the situation as well, like with the Bulldogs where like are game and the concussion thing and not send you know they get in trouble for not taking guys off or you know whatever. So there's definitely more focus on the KOs because there's a couple of different angles coming at that. But um yeah, I don't think that uh, less shoulder charges is uh, increasing KOs. you'd think it would decrease it, which is why they did it, yeah. Jar T V. Techno Viking gets arsehold from the Tigers, then no blue selection in a team with Farrah. Robbie has cost the series Discuss. I yeah, hadn't I thought of this angle. Sorry? I hadn't thought of this angle before, but now I see it laid out from Jared, it's 100% right. If it were mathematically possible to be more than 100% correct, this would be it.
1: Well, it's only natural that, you know, <laughs> fucking morons gravitate towards <laughs> one another, such as you and Jared are doing here. Um <laughs> Oh, I've got serious concerns for his mental health. This guy is. You know, I know
0: you didn't. I know you didn't. Li- I know you didn't like it. The, the tweet. I saw you. responded back to him.
1: <laughs> He's um. You know, he wakes up every morning and he thinks of ways to try and be a troll towards my, my yeah. good self and try and subtly my good name.
0: Yeah.
1: He fails most days, um, but he tries, and yeah. that's you know a man that tries so hard. To uh to dress in a manner that, um, you know, wants to give people the impression that he's not a fucking degenerate moron, um, and you know, as soon as he opens his mouth, as soon as he submits a tweet, it's all undone. He may as well just get around in tracksuit pants and a fucking singlet.
0: You're no hundred percent. You're hundred percent right, Jared, and I know we're gonna get tweets saying. It's- <laughs> Like that time when I started slamming Robbie and you're like, no one agrees. I'm like, everyone who disagrees will be a Tigers fan and there'll be way more people who agree who aren't and it turned out to be like one Tigers, pro Tigers tweet, I think. Um, Bernard JKD. Showing Glenn a torture porn... Actually, sorry, no. I, yeah, no, I'm going to hold that one back because I've got a little section there for this, but we're getting Luke Shark 74 Would love to get a Run TMB shirt, but can you black out the M... Or does it stand for Missing Kicking Game? <laughs> Next. Grace Nixon underscore. Scarf already spotted in the crowd before kickoff. Love it. At the Broncos Manly game. And that was, of course, uh, Blue underscore Beaver on Twitter.
1: He's the, the fucking hip, hipsteriest hipster that ever hipstered that motherfucker.
0: He's got, he goes, he's got the rims and the, and what's, the beard. What's going and on with
1: you? You've lost your coif.
0: I'm just not fucking, like, done, you know, done my hair. And it's, like, three weeks in, so I've got to get cut this week. It's coming back.
1: Well, I hope it is, Nathan. It was the only thing you had going for. You don't I fucking lose just, that.
0: I just didn't have... I, look, it was only... The only thing, you know, other person in the world I had to see today was you. <laughs> so... I didn't feel like fucking going in with that. Let's the, be
1: fair, you're not putting much effort in these days. I
0: didn't feel like going with the Slick and Destroy so fucking uppercut deluxe style. You know,
1: 12 years. <laughs> exactly. I, don't
0: ha- like. I don't have to try anymore. Not even wearing a bra I, I anymore. Don't think, <laughs> I don't have to try anymore. I'll just, just fucking grab you on the tit and say, let's go. <laughs> you, knickers off. Okay, then. My check, one, two, let's go. All right. Sam the Warden. One of the g- good people that I mentioned earlier. Listening to This Week in League for the first time, getting ready for Tigers tonight. It's very good. Give it a listen. Thank you, sir. Timmy. Timmy. I'm Tim McIntyre underscore. I think This Week in League should do a Where Are They Now episode. For example, Go Storm 1. <laughs> I've got no fucking idea where but I know that Super Grover is... Fra- oh, I think he's met that one in real life. So it's probably where he got his HIV from. Um, dashing down one, <laughs> it's like he's been gone. <laughs> Weird. I mean, well, he's he's basically been been captured. He's been fucking. What do you say? Like he's been. He's, pin, pinned he's under in the a world's thumb.
1: tiniest jail. <laughs> he's
0: he's <laughs> under been, his missus' thumb. He's been pinned under a thumb for months now. That's basically <laughs> the extent of it. Uh, <clears throat> that sharks fan sharkfan05 is the name of that shark's fan and uh, I call sharkman sharkman yeah I shark? did I say shark So said shark Man. Shark, so sharkman05 and um, Rizby I know you're listening at Riz666 on Twitter family friends with sharkman's family and uh, his brother may listen to the show as well so Scott or Dave can you please update us on um, where that degenerate is fucking lying reclined with a needle hanging out of his arm please um, <laughs> Anthony, well, we were invited to go to David's wedding and had we made it to the wedding because it was in a state so it was difficult to do Mm-mm. had we gone though we would have been face to face with that fuck stick <laughs> really? Yeah. he wouldn't remember us oh, no he'd remember because I remember there was something on Facebook one day on Risby's Facebook and, and fuckhead got in there and commented I don't know his real name and so I got on there and just, <laughs> just fucking slammed him. <laughs> and he just and he blocked me on Facebook so I couldn't see him. Well, God, he remembers, I've died, you know, I'm not prepared to let go of that grudge. I mean, it was hilarious. I want to stir him up more. I mean, that was the whole point. That's why it was so funny because I just kept stirring him up and he just kept getting angrier and angrier. <laughs> uh, Anthony, Watts, Anthony Watts is trying to make a way um, <clears throat> to get back in the NRL playing in the Newcastle League, I believe, as we he had is. a news story several weeks ago. And um, did you see him named in the NRL side this weekend? No. Guess he's not doing too well at no. it. <laughs> and uh, finally the Ben said. <laughs> I think he went back to New Zealand and had a had a sex change and calls himself Bith. Bith Jinnah
1: <laughs> Oh The only time I fucking see Ben come out these days is when he's fucking drunk and trying to slam the tigers or yeah. me for some reason or like just Mate, what, there should be a, if you're picking up a beer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: put your fucking phone away. That's that's that needs there needs to be a
0: correlation between those two things for him. Yeah, that's where some of the funny shit comes from though when you No, none of it's here. funny,
1: none of it's interesting, none of it's entertaining, it's all just rubbish. Absolute <laughs> fucking rubbish that he comes you, out with. You tweet I mean, he's and not, drink he's it. not that he's not that great when he's sober, let's be frank.
0: You would tweet you would tweet and drink at the same time if you didn't fucking pass out every time you drank. <laughs> It's been a long
1: time. It's been like October, October since I have <laughs> passed out. Yeah,
0: it's still pretty funny. Um, one-eyed Tiger underscore. I'm late to the podcast thang, but fully on board. Well done, guys. Hash regular from now. Welcome, sir. He's got hash Tiger Nation. I don't think that's a thing. Um, of course it At is. Tall Hayden. The problem with the Run TMB shirt is that people from Campbelltown are illiterate. <laughs> I think I followed up and said yeah, and people from the Balmain side don't have any money.
1: Well, that, that's true, but isn't he from Campbelltown?
0: <laughs> I believe, but it's possible. Voodoo rock, another quality episode this week, boys. Thank you, sir. Aiden Stalker, how come after listening to Twill, I'm always thinking about anything but league? Must spoon out the Oz DVD box set. Did you have any recollection on that on that spooning thing?
1: Oh, I heard you say something about someone spooning, you know. Try to, I'll, show you, I'll show you after. No, I don't want to see it. This is the thing. You've got all these people talking about, show him this, show him that. I don't want to fucking see it. I don't <laughs> want to watch it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to review it. I don't even want to fucking think about it. It's coming. It's not. It's coming.
0: Uh, Pecco Nicolo, love this week's show. Nice one. Nice one to you, sir. Finn Scotty, you gave a shout out to membership photos. Nothing. Then a shout out to Naked Selfies. Nothing. I'm not listening next week. Well, that's unfortunate, Scotty, because then you wouldn't hear me say about the Naked Selfie that you addressed to Glenn, actually, I think it was. And
1: I've it, got it saved. Comes out on special occasions when I'm alone.
0: Straight to the spank bank. Yeah. Second only to Timmy McIntyre's naked butt for the scarf wrapped around his doodle.
1: No, look, Finn Scotty, like, Timmy's, Timmy's a fucking train wreck put some clothes on that thing like he's he's appalling to look at fully clothed um and the more more clothing he removes the worse he gets Finn scotty he's got some rugged good good looks
0: going on he's oh, he
1: he's like hey how you doing look at me that's no what it was on. though
0: i mean that was yeah. like that picture he fucking he didn't take that for us i mean that was just ripped straight off his tinder profile or grinder as the case may be <laughs>
1: angle grinder if you will <laughs> so
0: <laughs> so if you were listening this week you would have heard that Scotty but it's unfortunate and then you probably get on Twitter and go oh, you still didn't give me a shout out you just got a big one mate Solzy04 the biggest tragedy about the whole DCE thing is that it happens just after the week's this week in league episode <laughs> release yes and um I can say that someone from the Manly Club <laughs> DM'd me and said really tried to get it out on Really tried to get this to happen on Tuesday, but couldn't do it. And uh, you know, appreciate the the, the afterthought. Fuck you, yeah. Highway H E I G H W A Y. Glenn proving he will forever be a magpie, ever the victim.
1: Now this is something I t- took offence.
0: To. I know that's why I put it down here. I mean, you've addressed it on Twitter, but I would I just wanted to give you the opportunity. I just I. I... I don't think i play
1: a victim card, Nathan. I don't think that's very... I like to think I'll keep it real. I'll keep it down
0: the line. I don't think you play a victim card either. This, like, I'm, I'm quite... You play uh, like a, drowned, a downtrodden thing, you know, like, you've been like just being beaten down and beaten down. Like, not in life, but just by, like, the West Tigers. <laughs> no, just
1: not in life. Thanks like, for clarifying.
0: Like, like, all the time you're up, but then you, when you're talking about a Tigers loss or something... It's like, just, like the, just the exasperation just has, of fucking season. It has upon a profound effect on, on my, my life.
1: life. This is the thing. Yeah. Because Tiger Benji actually summed it up. Like, the Tigers lose. Like, if you're just a regular, everyday Tigers fan, mm. with no like, connection to a fucking world-renowned number one rugby league podcast on the fucking planet in the universe including Australia collect correct just if you just yeah you just go to the game Tigers lose you you'd be unhappy and, and you've got every right to be but do you have fucking fifty or sixty mentions after every fucking game where people are like ha ha you suck and your team sucks and your life sucks and everything about you sucks because your team's
0: crap. Yeah but I want to paraphrase I, I want to re I want to rewind a little bit there. Back to 2009, no podcast then. No. But still, if you lost on Friday night, your weekend is fucked.
1: Yeah. Always without people, been. without
0: people on Twitter telling Always you
1: how fuck your life is. No, but it's just out this of is just and it. Now I've got to come here every week and look at your fucking smug face <laughs> with that stupid smile, and you've already been teeing up <laughs> and fucking and talking and to and fucking massive- Hilgenfeld and wankers like this, saying, "Oh, how are we going to fucking lay the slippery <laughs> new this week? Hey. Oh, I'm going to get my crayons out and I'm going to fucking scrawl on a bit of fucking, you know, some chicken scratching on a fucking back of a paper. I've got, to,
0: I've got to stop you there. A lot of the time when he's doing that, Wednesday and Thursdays are the days when I don't have any kids to look after while I'm working. So, they're usually days when I've got meetings and that. And I'll come back for a meeting and then my Skype will be there and you're like, i just got to run an idea past you for a picture. <laughs> and I'll be like, and, and then you could see that he's waited like half an hour and gone, just gone with it anyway. <laughs> and,
1: and at no point that, do you ever discourage it and say, no, that's very hurtful.
0: I didn't see the message till I got back. Doing, what are you doing there? What are you doing there, Jay? It happened while I was doing away. What you doing there, Jay, you fucking could,
1: degenerate? That is f- very fucking hurtful.
0: He didn't put he he didn't put you like at the back of a centipede. I mean that's
1: No, but the fact that I was a part respect. of it with those other two fucking degenerates is bad enough.
0: Yeah, but I mean how how Why wouldn't you just want to fucking shit down Chapo's face? Throat. No, I don't and want then have it And then have it fucking cycle through him and into Saguna. The thing that fucking cracked me up about the whole thing is Saguna's like going oh, well. <laughs> well thank fuck you didn't draw, draw me with fucking you know with anyone on my ass alright
1: <laughs> there is there is no part of that uh, that gravy train that is, is the place where you want to be
0: and the fucking detail the fact that they're tied together with ref's guns
1: <laughs> I fucking hate that guy like, I didn't think that I could hate anyone more than I hate you uh, he's 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 shooting with a rocket straight to the
0: top of the oh, charts mate, shortly. he's me with fucking artistic skill yeah, he's,
1: but he's, he's got, he's got,
0: you know, he hasn't got much
1: else going for him. I can have a go at the
0: guy. So anyway, what happened then was you started out talking about how, how you played the victim and you just went and played the victim about being victimised by fucking Hilgenfeld's images. That's right. So, hi, Do Wayne. I accept my
1: Oscar via video link or do they just post it to me? How does it work? <laughs> That's fucking brilliant you You're don't,
0: welcome uh, you, you, yeah, I don't think I think they give out Oscars for that For truth For, for talking <laughs> for, for facts For, for arguing For arguing with the tweet And, uh, and ultimately Ranting Agreed long enough it. That you agree with them And turn 180 around um, So Glenn talks movies Jar TV Glenn should watch trailers And relate them to rugby league For example Human Centipede Is how Broncos fans Would pack a scrum If Lockie was a prop Ridiculous. <laughs> Had a lot of fucking tweets about this last week, mind you. We're not going re- to go through all of them. Vi- no, not all of them. I'm just keeping like the the ones that capture the, the general consensus. Um, Unky D, that trailer sounded sick. I don't like those movies either, but not seeing Arnie movies is a sin. I've seen a lot of them. I have seen them all. Oh, twins, Kindergarten Cop. Not the scary ones. People it's get skinned in trees. Not the tumor. <laughs> Red Heat. Seen Red Heat? Nah. You seen all the Terminators, eh? Hey? No. F- one and two. That's oh, okay though. Three doesn't count. Yeah. And that fucking other one with with Sam Worthington doesn't count either. One and two, are the only ones that exist in this dojo. Cool. Oh, three's all right, I suppose. It's not nearly as good as two. Troy underscore seventy nine. Shame two girls, one cup isn't a movie. Now that would be an interesting review. You're aware of Two Girls, One Cup, right? Nah. Really? Nah. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to show you. Good. But can I say that the One Cup is filled with feces? Oh.
1: <laughs> Wish you didn't. You can't say it. Now you you've seen it. it now
0: you've seen it. It's, it's playing on the inside wall of your fucking brain as we speak. Um, Lynn Shields. Ha 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 ha. Glenn's reaction to the trailer. This must be a regular segment. I agree, Lynn. Zero Six. 6 I'm going to get a human centipede costume and visit Glenn. Why do
1: you need a costume? <laughs> Fucking rocking up at my front door will be scary enough.
0: <laughs> Bernard at JKD goes all highbrow on us. Showing Glenn a torture porn trailer like Nate did is a waste, as that genre is a disgusting use of film. Give Glenn a chance, dude. Thank you. He was all like... Like uh, David Stratton from At The Movies and Margaret Pomerantz. And then, then he's like, dude.
1: <laughs> no idea who those people are.
0: <sighs> hey. I was, this is going to be harder than I originally thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for this week, for the, the um, I decided to pick the, pick the movie myself. We had a lot of suggestions. And I don't want it to be horror movies all the time. But if you look to your right, we have got a new guy this week uh, with the orange hair. For fuck's sake. Have you seen Child's Play? It's Ronald McDonald. Have you seen I'm Charles not, play? What's he? Is he chopping a quarter pound of it? So that's Chucky. Yeah. You know Chucky? Yeah. You do know Chucky? Yeah. You've seen Heist, you've seen, you've seen? No. You haven't seen it? No one believes the truth. Or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder. There's nothing innocent about Child's Play. So, Child's Play with Chucky. It, it seems ridiculous. There's no way I'd ever watch it. It's not ridiculous enough for you to actually watch it, though?
1: No, because I'd still get scared. you see when she was looking under the couch and then... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So how does the doll, how does, how does, how does the doll come to life?
1: I don't and give like, a Why fuck is he so fucking comes. evil? I don't care.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> and so, what do you give that one? How we go rating last week?
1: Zero. Zero. Every movie you ever make me watch is going to get a zero.
0: I've got you recorded saying that now because that's not going to be the case, right? Eh?
1: I'll well, give you a movie t- watch. We're t- two so for much. two
0: so far. That's true. Now I don't want to come up with these every week, guys. So uh, let's make it not a horror one next time. Send us a tweet. And let us know what you would like, Glenn, um, to watch. You know, my concern yeah. is that
1: we're becoming like the fucking Matty John show. And yeah, I don't like true. it.
0: That's true. Problem is, everyone, everyone's they're demanding at this stage. I
1: know, but there's also people going, it's fucking 40 minutes in, you haven't spoken about rugby league
0: yet. We did speak about rugby league. We spoke about fucking union versus league, backs versus fucking forwards, <sighs> the shittiness of the Tigers, the shittiness of Manly this season. It's been a lot of footy talk. Let's face it. On Facebook. The last thing I want to do...
1: Yeah. ...is become like the Matty John show. Or the footy mm-hmm. show.
0: Look, I'm going I'm, okay. I'm to give As you some the fucking... last thing. I'm going to give you a deep insight right here. Don't watch either of them. Never watch minute one of Matty John's show. Wouldn't have a fucking clue what goes on. <laughs> Apart from you see clips and stuff, you know, people put on YouTube and, you know, things like... Does he? Have, is that the one Scott has got Hindy and um, that, that little kid off fucking Malcolm in the Middle that grew up to be Brian Fletcher? <laughs>
1: Look, the Johns show, there's parts of it that are okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I don't actually mind. They've got Beaver and and um, Beaver. Beaver's part of it, so you'd love it. Beaver. Um And some of the stuff Hindy and Fletch do is okay. The more yeah. the banter when they're talking on the couch, but the other stuff that's all staged and just, an it's overdone. I saw an interview
0: where I think it was uh, Fletcher and Heine doing an interview with Willie Mason and uh, Tom Simons. I haven't seen the whole thing, but yeah. That's pretty funny.
1: Willie Mason's a fucking fantastic interview. No,
0: he's a funny fucking interview. Journalist fucking dream. Oh, exactly. Dial a quote. On Facebook this week, Bernard Duff came through and said, Read the Tompkins criticism. It's fair enough to ye in that his defence is not the best and never was likewise his mental dominance of a match hasn't happened as he is unhappy I feel even England fans are saying he's failed by his standards in the NRL move but the main point I would like to make is that it's a cultural difference between Aussie and England league fans. Ultimately Aussie fans define a league player by their defensive toughness in a clutch situation and they go forward under duress even if that is the sole thing a player is capable of whereas in England a top player is generally judged on his boxer tricks and classic football ability by classic football ability I mean use of space pace handling passing ability I think he's a to gain the upper hand firstly I would like to say I couldn't agree fucking couldn't disagree more with the assessment of the cultural thing
1: yeah explain Adrian Morley then like yeah like he's what's in his box of tricks other than a bunch of fucking elbows
0: and look (laughs) and swinging arms pretty sure everyone rates Jonathan Thurston can't say he's really there to take the hit up when the time comes yeah,
1: look, I get that you wanna you wanna defend your guy. Yep. It's just unfortunately your guy just doesn't cut the mustard in the greatest rugby defensible. league con- rugby league competition in the world.
0: Good on him for having the sack to fucking come over and have a crack.
1: Look, he's had a crack. He didn't see it through.
0: He so you can't say he tried his best because he didn't see it through. Not even his first contract. He yeah. didn't see it through. So it's not like he really tried that hard. Well, you're halfway through his contract and. I mean, he was kind of, he's there, he came over, so theres that's something, I guess. And,
1: you know, he's English, so <laughs> he's going to get very little credit from this side of the
0: fence. But if you, but fucking, what about Graham? Like, last year we were like, oh yeah, fucking that dude's our favourite player, that doesn't play for our team. True. Gadeth. So it's not a, it, you, you've been on his dick since fucking centuries. Well, I'd still be on it if he still played. Yeah. So, it's obviously, clearly, our track record is not... If it wasn't for the
1: AVO, yeah, Well, I mean, I'd our, still our, be on it.
0: We have a track record in not just, just, like, not pom bashing just to do it. That's what I'm
1: saying. No, no, well, there's, we there are a few exceptions, but, yeah. you know, generally English people are fucking repugnant, including their rugby league players.
0: A womb of soft players. <laughs> and um, Sam Tompkins being Exhibit A through Z. Uh, just some general stuff. Uh, Tigers in Decline, we've got a small, one small left. That is the last Tigers in Decline shirt in existence. The reason why I know this is because we had an order the other day for two shirts, cleaning out the other sizes. So, it's been a long road, but if you if you fit it's a been size small... a long,
1: sm- fucking annoying,
0: never-ending road. And if you want a size small... It's still relevant, clearly, as results have proven over the last couple of weeks. So get in there, because once they're gone, they're gone for good, and it, is, it we're pretty much selling it for about cost price, too. It's only 15 bucks plus shipping, so uh, get around it. Run TNB. Two to go. Two, Glenn. Two, Utah. I was going to fucking buy myself. Does that count? <laughs> you already bought one. Yeah. Bought another two. Ain't two.
1: Look, if that fucking DC. I'm, fairly, happen,
0: happens I'm fa- before. I'm fairly happy to to put the the TMB thing through. Except the problem is, those you said two. that last week. Well, you haven't fucking done it, Nathan. You all talk yeah, because I got sidetracked by well, what we're going to talk about next. But two to go. I mean, fuck's sake! Yeah, you haven't won a match in fucking six weeks two or something. Two months. But come on, two fucking months. They're ridiculous. Two months. Come on, two shirts.
1: Look, I, I do, you, do you
0: have an, a judgment or an assessment you would like to pass upon someone's staunchness or you know fandom of the West Tigers? <laughs> West Tigers. The thing say. that
1: gets me with Tigers fans at the moment is that it's like 2012 through to 2014 never happened, and they expect us they expect the Tigers to be this fucking magnificent football side just because the newspaper said they have got the greatest young hars in the competition, most oh, exciting to, fullback, and possibly the greatest super in the game. To be fair, that's you too. Who's fucking this truck? I'm talking... <laughs> I'm talking here. <laughs> I don't this know. This is my story.
0: Look, mate, if you're going to fuck this chook, you may as well fuck it till you blow. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you go.
1: <laughs> so, uh, just, you know, times are tough. It's like they've never experienced tough times before and they're jumping off... They're jumping off the raft.
0: Clearly from the Balmain side too because, I mean, West Tigers are built within... <laughs> sorry, West Magpies people are built with this inbuilt fucking, you know... Uh, Overcoming adversity. If you not overcoming adversity, but like because they didn't overcome it, but like enduring adversity.
1: If you dig, forever. dig down beneath the base of the Western Suburbs Magpies franchise, yeah, dig down and excavate it, you'll find that it's been built on a solid, solid, impenetrable foundation of wooden spoons. <laughs> Yeah. So, ba- basically, people are jumping off. And, you know, again, again, Nathan. Yes. The, the timing, and people want to talk about pl- me playing the victim. But, you know, would it have fucking killed the universe when I start fucking spooking hash run TMB at the start of the season? When I start talking about... <laughs> Could they not everything? just
0: lose every game ever since? <laughs>
1: Could... Could the universe go, you know what, here's a guy who's trying his best. He's a guy that's got the best interests of his club. He, he's a guy yeah. who's due. He's, he's having a fucking crack. He's stuck with it. He's stuck with the program. He's, he's due. still, every week, despite his wife saying, oh, when's the Tigers game? Oh, it's not till Sunday. Oh, so you should be happy until Sunday. Shut up. Just fucking shut up.
0: That's so true, though. I hate fucking, oh, that's, I love playing Monday night because I know it won't fuck my weekend.
1: <laughs> well, why couldn't the universe go, you know what, run TMB. That's fucking clever. Yeah. That's possibly the smartest thing this motherfucker's ever come up with. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make this shit happen. These guys are going to fucking run roughshod over the entire competition for the entire season just because this guy's he's paid his due. Mm-hmm. He's Nah. Whatever the fucking, however many losses and competitive some, competitive, some of them were competitive, some of them were fucking atrocious. You know, how many fucking shirts would we have sold if the universe
0: wasn't against me? But I'm not playing the victim. The same amount, I would say. <laughs> now moving on to the latest shirt this was a real spur of the moment thing i've had the design sitting around for like two years but um when this contract stuff came up i was like well let's we're gonna fucking sit on that and you know maybe i'll make a fucking blue and yellow version of it you never know anyway with the announcement last week that we'll talk about in the news with daily cherry evans signing re-signing with manly and backflipping on the titans i pumped out a run DCE shirt in a new com- new color combination white shirt with the fucking um Maroon and, and grey. And uh, anyway, in one day, two days, sorry, the thing was on a Wednesday, released at about one thirty Wednesday afternoon. There's eight to go in less than a week.
1: You pushed it pretty hard. You pushed it harder pushed, than I've ever pushed, pushed on TMB.
0: Pushed it hard the first two days, but um, not crazy hard either. And, you know, not really through the show either. Basically, just push it through the through the Seagulls live account and uh, and the, the Respect the Shooter account, my personal one. But um, eight to go. So, Manly fans who didn't get a wind of all of that, get on there. RespecttheShooter.co, RespecttheShooter.com.au. And buy yourself
1: a hash run team. Buy
0: yourself a run TMB and a run D, run DCE. If you're a Manly fan, you don't have a run DCE. If you're one of the wonderful Manly fans who've already bought one, then by all means get a friend in there get it going and if you are a Manly fan that is going to be going to the Titans game on July 13 I believe it's Monday Night Football so I mean obviously the interstate guys are probably going to be less likely to be there but if you are going to that game and you want to pick it up from me at the game then just uh, send us a message to an email where you get the confirmation email and I'll rebate the shipping for you as well so it's only going to cost you 25 bucks. so and they go up once they go out of the pre-order same with the TMB they go up 5 bucks after the pre-order they go up to 30 so Cutting your deal here. Trying to do the best for you guys. And, uh, yeah. Ref's fault. Scarves. Loving the way that they've been represented. I mean, f- fantastic, you know, the guys that have been taking the photographs and, and sending them into to us. Um, blue blue underscore Beaver ended up on TV with it. Aussie Blackwell the week before ended up on TV. Um, Drew underscore Nathan Five sent us one from Threadbow today, I think it was. Um, Perisher. Perisher, was it? Uh I'm one of those fucking ski places. One of those places where people's fucking get buried under under shit and dig their way out and fucking go on 60 Minutes and tell us all about it and make a million dollars. Kerim Karan, he was at the Manly Game as well, uh, repping his. Good job, everybody, getting on TV. Good job just sending us in. It's great to see him out and about at the games. And fuck, they really stand out too. That's We've had two games in a row now, or two weeks in a row, where we've had someone the It's in funny how the, the, the car
1: scheme just happened,
0: but jeez... It's look, the jury's out of, the jury's out like at a Canberra game, okay? Oh, yeah. But that might be hard. for everything else, like, we, you know, one in the middle of the Manly section, one in the middle of the St. George section, it just stands out and your eye just gets drawn straight to it. It's fantastic. Didn't even really think about that. I mean, it was just like, yeah, it's our colour you know, the colours that we use for the show. So there was no thought like that. But wow, it fucking turned out amazing. So with that in mind, people saying, look, you know, do you want another one? Old mate Ryan Finance came through. With a scarf idea, refs fall on one side, and the flip side, which is the one that we've been trying to put up for for debate, so brave, or so, so brave. I don't mind that. I, in fact, think that's the best idea we've had so far. Really? Yeah. For the flip side.
1: I don't know. I think there's... Because the
0: commentators still trot that shit out.
1: But the toys haven't been so, so brave for a long, long time.
0: Well, no, but I mean, you mean know, maybe, shit. yeah, but maybe you can have the, you know, flick the rest fault on that one.
1: But it's never the rest fault. It's the fact <laughs> that we have a game plan where we fucking hit it out five times yeah. and then kick it.
0: Yeah. Well, look, we, um, we haven't made any decisions yet. So if you've got a great idea, send it through to us or even an idea you think is shit because, you know, we may love it. You never know. Uh, Lynn Shield said, uh, read the scarf. How about uh, hash rest fault on one side and too tight to be a member on the other? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's hurtful.
0: Cruzy 06, I reckon double sided refs fault will suffice with a small twill nation on the ends just to make people make sure people know it's us. It's not bad either. And uh, that just about does it. The long section, but uh, good chats, good chats, good times. Thanks for your input. And the first story, unfortunately, broke about 12 hours or 13 hours after the show was live. Um, and, you know, only about five hours after people would have started, you know, really been listening to the show. So that's uh, very unfortunate. We have been lucky with the news this year, particularly, catching on the right days. But uh, Daly Cherry Evans will remain a seagull after backflipping on a four-year, multi-million dollar deal to join the Gold Coast. He'll likely be the last player to take advantage of the controversial Round 13 rule, which the NRL announced would be abolished. He decided to stay put after Manley upped their offer, a move that was made possible with the funds freed up from Kieran Foran's shift to Parramatta from 2016. The opportunity to stay here and be one a one-club player, that was what was so enticing, he said. As long as I'm playing NRL, I'm playing at Manly. It's very exciting times. It was a tough decision the last 48 hours, but it's one I'm comfortable with. I'm sincerely sorry to the Gold Coast Titans. I'm extremely happy with the decision I've made. I know the people who know me respect me and feel I'm an honourable person. Uh, Joe Kelly, the Manly CEO, announced that he'd been given a lifetime contract with the club. <laughs> uh, Cherry Evans added, uh, the, the Titans have a right to be angry, but I know it's something I can live with knowing I've done the best thing for me. I've gone through a lot of pain through this, but I know it's all beneficial for me and my family in the long term outcome. In rugby league, job security isn't something many people have. It's something I've been offered and something I've been willing to take up. So, uh, despite months of unsettling speculation over his future, Cherry Evans said his decision to renege on the Titans deal had only been made very recently and was heavily based around the happiness of his family. In the last 48 hours, I think it's fair to say, he said, When all said and done, I've gone through a lot of pain for this, but I know in the long term it's beneficial to me and my family. So, we
1: can go through all that stuff, but it's like, let's face it, it's out there. Everyone knows, yeah. I mean, it's been debated as ad nauseum. Everyone's uh-huh. had their say, and and yeah. well, I think we probably just, in a nutshell, um, probably, probably agree. Probably could have been. Well, I don't really have an issue with what he did. At the end of the day, he he played within a, a pretty fucking shitty set of rules set yep. down by the NRL.
0: And, um, the, which the, was the, which was designed to counteract a shittier set of rules, which you know wasn't that much different with the June thirty. Remember, it was the June yeah, thirty, you know? and yeah, that yeah. But
1: he's he's hundred percent right. He hasn't done anything wrong. And while ever that rule was there, he had the option to to do what he did. Um, it's it's no different. You know, it, it, I'm not going to sit here and, and shit on DCE when James Tedesco did exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if he's only made the decision forty-eight hours previous, I find that hard to believe. It's not true.
0: Yeah, um, it's a hundred percent not true.
1: I think, again, the the way that he the way that he did it, probably in hindsight, in the cold light of day, down the track, he might go. Probably could have handled that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Oh, I, everyone's saying, "Oh, this is going to tarnish his legacy, and it's going to." You, no one's going to. Who gives? Who thinks really? Who thinks about Tedesco or Papali or Moltson or Greg you know, Inglis? In, who fly the who the fucking thinks about that now? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. No one. If he goes on and, and has continued success, and um, you know, no, I'm sure there will be Titans fans that will hold a grudge. I fucking cares. But yeah. there's Dragons fans that still, you know, M51 of order. They're still fucking on about Moulton. Oh, still, still carrying on about Moulton. You t-
0: motherfuckers dodged a bullet. Yeah, you're welcome, motherfuckers. Moulton. Still
1: carrying on about it. Oh, Moulton didn't come to our club. We ended up with Dugan and Moulton's been injured ever since he fucking backflipped.
0: Yeah, that's so shitty for us.
1: Yeah. yeah what the fuck asked. are you complaining
0: about? Save our saints. Save our saints. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: yeah, look. I just... You know, he's... <clears throat> He's come through the ranks at Manly. He's been nurtured and, and brought um, and developed. Was offered by to the that two club. of the
0: club, to two at the time Queensland clubs. They yep. both flat out said fuck off to his father Troy.
1: So, <laughs> like I said, the Titans, you know, have every right to, to feel like they've been a, a bit dutted. I think he's he's handled it poorly, um, but. He's he's got to live and die by his decisions. And he copped a bit of flack at the game. Um, he's copped a bit of flack in the media. The the Gold Coast Bulletin was fucking...
0: Oh, the Courier-Mail, the courier with the exception of Chris Gary, haven't been any better. Yeah. and
1: um, But I, I just think, for anyone saying this is going to tarnish his legacy all the way people think of him, people, in, 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 it probably, it's probably less, but
0: in six months' time, people aren't going to give two fucks about it the Australian captain actually fucking properly cheated mm. with the salary cap. Yeah. And not to mention, several other stars in the current Queensland side were also in that exact same situation. You know... And no one thinks fucking twice about for, that. For, for the,
1: anyone from the Gold Coast, you know...
0: Legit gr- You know, I'm happy for the Gold Coast people and fans of the Titans to have a legitimate grudge because they're the only ones that have a fucking chance... They're the only ones who have the right to have a legitimate grudge because or to have a grudge at all because they're the only fucking ones negatively affected by this situation hmm. at the end of the day their but, club could fucking go they, their club could fold like the North Sydney Bears over this eventually
1: i don't think that's going to happen but i they just could go to central th- queensland it was a big story and a lot's been made of it i just think it will it will blow over and There'll be a, a very small smattering of people that will, will bring it up from time to time, like the guy sitting three rows behind us um, at Suncorp that every time he touched the ball... It wasn't, wasn't even any time. Every time he touched the ball, every time Manly had the ball mm. or the ball was anywhere near him or the, every time he was on the field or breathing oxygen, it was like, <laughs> 10 million. Ten, show us what 10 million is. It t- oh, is that what 10 million gets you? Oh, 10 million...
0: Oh, for fuck's sake, mate. And then he fucking laid on that try and it would have shut the cunt right up.
1: Oh, he kept going. I just, <laughs> I, I just think he, he'd had enough. The but...
0: $10 million figure is so funny too because that was just one newspaper speculating that if he played for as long as Jonathan Thurston pl- is pl- going to play for, then that would give him the opportunity to earn... That would that, be 10 years, and that would give him the opportunity to earn around $10 million. No one fucking knows the figures. I, know, I happen to know that the TPAs are very nice, so it's not as much of a salary cap hit. The guaranteed money is about the same as the Titans, but the Titans was very, very, very heavily dependent third-party agreements. And uh, the mainly one is 2 They've actually organised some good third-party stuff, uh, which is great. Uh, the 48 hours thing that he said, I think that maybe the 48 hours part was when he sort of told teammates and things like that, um, that when he was able to speak about it, that's your 48 hours because it would have been announced earlier, but for the fact that the NRL went extremely hard on the third-party agreements, the absolute... Cross T's and dotted eyes and everything, because they were looking for any excuse to Tell Manly to fuck themselves, because they their team was getting fucked over by this, you know, and they wanted to make sure that if there was a slightest loophole they could possibly exploit to make this not happen, then they would. And you know, Manly did everything right. Um, it, it all came about initially, obviously, because of fucking botched management at Manly, fucking idiots trying to lowball him in the first place. Um, however, I have to give him credit for hatching a plan to retrieve him. And, you know, obviously there was, you know, it was quite a long, a, a long con there, you know, getting Nate Miles in and, you know, and, and doing some stuff like that that he would have liked and, uh, it worked out for him. So, um, fucking good luck to them and the goal to the Gold Coast, to the Gold Coast fans who want to fucking piss and moan. We had Kane LG fucking agreed to a contract and the Gold Coast got word of it and fucking paid overs for him to stop that deal from happening. If they hadn't done that, they'd have DCE. If they hadn't a fucking used Nate Miles to bait DCE up to Gold Coast in the first place, and then lowballed him 150k, guess what? They'd have DCE. So you motherfuckers bought it on yourself, and I really feel for the good Titans fans, but there's an element of you Titans fans out there that are so fucking bitch-made, pissified little bitches that, yeah, I'd love to see the, the fucking side in the ground for you guys. Bernard JKD. Finally caught up on the DCE coverage, the Golden Boy is forever more dirty, tarnished, scum. Perhaps Any other opinion is bullshit. I favorited that today and then he tweeted us and he said, on reflection I may have been a bit, <laughs> a bit dogmatic there. Uh, McFlavor7. Anyone who thinks DCE is fine because he plays within the rules, that'd be you, Glenn, thinks it's okay for a 50-year-old man to fuck a 16-year-old girl. <laughs>
1: I, I fail to see the correlation
0: there. Um,
1: honestly, I would have handled it differently.
0: Yeah.
1: In in the the announcement and the timing and all the rest of it, but I can guarantee you, if I had an offer from the team that had brought you know developed me and that I felt comfortable and at home and you know and it was-, was
0: matched the other one. Yeah. So had, yeah, then another offer came Except in. longer. Yeah.
1: Another off- counter offer came in. And, you know, I made the decision to accept that. And then the counter counter offer came in from my mm-hmm. existing club or employer to say, how about this? Mm-hmm. We've had a rethink. That deal we pulled off the table, it's back on and we've added a fucking zero to it. <laughs> um, Anyone that says in this day and age that they wouldn't, at the very least, seriously consider it, Yep. and for for all intents and purposes, probably go, you know what, I probably need to take this, yep. and yeah, I, it it's not a it's not a great look, but
0: I'm a lot have, of money on the table. I'm leaving
1: a lot of money on the fucking table. If you if you're If you can put yourself in that situation and honestly say that you would have still went to the Titans,
0: fucking good luck to you. Yeah. Yep. Um, M51 avoider. Sounds quite a long one. He did it in a notepad and did a screenshot. Journalists say, people have to realise that rugby league is a business now, not purely a sport. A successful business person says, you must leverage your position for the best possible outcome. Journalists say, (laughs) after that, DC played the Titans to get more money. He's worse than Hitler to the power of Mussolini. Hypocrites.
1: Agree. That's possibly the smartest thing he's ever said. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's the only smart thing he's ever said.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Luke Shark74. Gordon Talis' comments read DCE in Queensland. A bit rich considering three salary cap cheats lead the current team. <laughs> Word. And uh, Voodoo Rock. The original backflipper was Luke Lewis, and look where that poor bastard ended up. Watch out, DCE. Cronulla captain in 2022. <laughs> Luke Lewis wouldn't have been the original one, though, was he? That was when he was going to south, south, was it? Yeah. What year was that? Do you remember? It was a few years ago. he has yeah. been a granola a little bit. Yeah, and he was yeah, you know, and he flipped to go back to Penrith at that point, didn't he? So fuck that might have been. He could have been close to the original then. Oh, he would have done that probably still in the June thirty era. Yeah. Well, yeah. So he's he's. You may be right. the The oldest one I can remember. You may be right. Okay. Next, the under-20s National Youth League Holden Cup competition could be scrapped at the end of next season, with its future to be discussed at a meeting of club chief executives. The financial stress and weekly logistic strain on clubs, coupled with what value it's worth to Holden Club broad- broadcaster Fox Sports ahead of a new TV broadcast deal in 2017, has created serious discussion amongst NRL power brokers that the 20s competition's on borrowed time. All 16 NRL chief executives will meet on Thursday at Sydney Olympic Park, where the agenda will be led by NRL chief executive Dave Smith. Um, The future of the under-20s competition will feature as a point of discussion, with a 28% decline in TV viewers between 2014 and 2015. Average audiences have been 18,800 this Holden Cup season. Introduced in 2008, the Holden Cup competition was originally named the Toyota Cup. Um, Blah, 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 and then, you know, the stars that came out of it, etc., etc. The draw and structure mirrors the NRL competition, which leaves every club, the majority of which fight tooth and nail for funding, working under a salary cap of 250 grand for a squad of 25 players." extra costs associated with the salaries for coaching staff strength and conditioning coaches medical staff and travel and accommodation are the issues which will be aired by the majority of clubs there's also the much more serious issue of the pressure and expectation on the game's next generation of footballers played a role in the tragic suicide of several holden cup players one proposal is that the under 20s competition return under a banner of a statewide competition which would be run by new south Wales rugby league and qrl the clubs aren't massive fans of it, one well-placed official said. It's a big expense and I don't know how much value Fox is getting out of it. I think there would be broad support to push the 20s back into a state league competition from what I can understand. How they get to it and how they unwind and when they have to make a call by, I'm not sure.
1: I think we're in a dangerous situation where TV broadcast and, and ratings uh, dictates what is, you know, the, the future pathway for what is a, a pretty integral part of the development of of young players. Um, there's kids that have played first grade that have come through the 20s that aren't absolute fucking superstars. Yep. But have used it as a stepping stone from to, to make the NRL. And guys that without the 20s probably wouldn't have made the NRL. Yep. That in itself is makes it a very fucking important part of, of what the game's doing and, and how it's building. It's, I think it's imperative. I I take the point that it does put a lot of pressure and expectation, but, you know, pour some more money into the development and education and, and support programs for the young players. You know, what sort of pressure and expectation is going to be put on them if they're identified as a prospect, you know, at a young age and thrown in against grown men? Yep. It's that's going to have an impact on them as well. So um, you know, and then they never make the NRL because they've been you know fucking battered into the position because they're physically not capable of competing um, with grown men at the age of fucking (laughs) seventeen. Not everyone is. Uh, I think that it gives them the opportunity to to play on a bigger stage um, with some with some coverage and. And, you know, the exposure to the to the clubs is, is very important to what they're, what they're trying to build. Um, for it to be axed because Fox don't get enough benefit out of it, I think it's a pretty dangerous precedent. Um, on top of that, <clears throat> what are they going to replace it with? Are you going to, you know, as far as game day experience, are you going to pay, you know, the seats that we sit in at Suncorp, are uh, eighty dollars. Yeah. Right. If you buy that seat, it's eighty dollars per game. Yep. You're gonna spend eighty bucks and you're probably not gonna rock up on your own. So a hundred and sixty dollar investment across mm-hmm. two people. Food. Food. Which isn't cheap, it's Uncle. No. It's not cheap at any ground. Most
0: expensive big rooster you're gonna eat, red rooster. <laughs> um, you
1: know, if you want to have a drink. Yep. Um it's strength max prices. Very true. And you're gonna get one fucking game. You might get to mm-hmm. see some kids running around before the game, you'll get some cheerleaders. Yep. And that and sound you get to see the fucking horsey. Is that you know, your hundred, hundred and twenty dollar expense for the night? Is that worth it? You love your team, you support your
0: club. I think you're doing that, you're watching you know, you're you're only watching your first you mean know, you're not watching the Tigers, you're watching your new team so, it's not even like your old team. So it's only your new team. Well,
1: if you're just a fan of footy, yeah, but you're going for the entertainment factor. Yeah, you're spending in excess of a hundred dollars, and yes, you can get cheaper tickets, but if you want to be close to the action, yeah, you know, I guess it comes down to how many people are actually going to watch the two games as well, you know. But I think de- developmental wise, I think that. The twenties is a very important stepping stone and pathway to the NRL, and I don't think I don't think that should be lost to the game, because I think there's been far too many players that have come through there and have excelled, and and those guys were probably going to make it anyway, no matter yeah. how their well, pathway they took. It's the guys that have made the NRL purely as a result of of being able to develop their game and be coached, you know, on a stage like that and have that professional exposure to the club that they've gotten through the 20s that would never have made the NRL if not for that. They're the guys that are going to really miss out.
0: Okay, next up, state of origin teams were announced today. Did you happen to see the teams as they were named there, I did. So, Queensland first, I guess. Not a lot of change there. Cooper Cronk injured. Mm, DC comes. comes straight in. So, what that means is that Morgan retains his spot. I think a lot of people thought initially that, like, oh, it's going to be a fucking either-or kind of proposition. But, um... Or Ben Hunt, you know, even in the mix as well. (laughs) But, not the case. So...
1: I think what they've done is it, it brings the least amount of disruption to the squad given D C E's been part of the squad for a, a while. Morgan has been part of the squad this year, um and and played part of game one. Um I don't think Ben Hunt would have been out of place, but to bring him in now, you know, in a pivotal game two situation, um, I just think that is a a bit more of a leap and a bit more of a disruption to the to the squad than um than anything else. But um Pretty solid lineup as far as I'm concerned. Um there's Yeah, I mean you, like you say, there's not a lot of change. Um D C E comes in, he's, he's um he's experienced, he's played on, on on the biggest stage, he's won a premiership, he's not gonna let anyone down in game two yeah, at the end. And he actually,
0: and he's actually, you know, got more time, I mean, you know, to train with the side and things like that. Sure. He's kinda of thrown deep end a little bit last time around. Um but funny, I mean, like, Kronk was the difference in the first game, mm. if you think about it. It has been so the difference in that? a
1: number of origin yeah. games, kick and field goals, and, yeah. and you know, even when it's not as graphic as that, the, the, what he brings to the side, the fact that he was injured in game one last year, um, you know, as as fantastic as Jared Hayne played through that origin series, and, and New South Wales certainly deserved um, their victory in the series, but... Fit and healthy Cooper Cronk might just swing the result of one of those games the other way, you know. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, he's a very important cog in in that wheel, and um, he'll be sorely missed. But I think DCE probably comes and brings. He poses his own questions as well, and um, as long as he can stand up defensively, they're going to find him. And they're going they're going to target him like he, he gets targeted every week. Uh, but it does it does go up a level at Origin, so provided he's up to the defensive scrutiny, I um, I think they'll, they'll I think you'll see Thurston, take, you know, he's in some fantastic form regardless. But I yeah. I think you'll see him take the upper hand, and, and DCE will, will will play second fiddle
0: to Thurston. Okay, on the New South Wales side of the equation, Gallen returns. There was thoughts earlier in the piece that you know he may miss the the series. Mm. But uh, he's back at the expense of uh, Andrew Fafita. Who and, was uh,
1: horrible in game
0: one. Oh, horrible, really?
1: Yeah.
0: I think I think all the props had their moments for New South Wales. Um, but, you know, for the, the point of, you know, not making the side too top-heavy, then, um, then yeah, they had to, you know, swap out a prop for a prop. And Gallant, of course, you know, has to be first guy picked, you know, in any origin game. You know, that's the way the dude goes. Uh, Farrah, under some doubt, but he's been past fit and will play. Has he been? Has he actually had a fitness test? Well, I mean, what I'm reading here says that he that he's been uh, he's been past fit, so and and will play. So I guess uh, he um, he said he initially looked long odds to be fit, fit uh, to be fit after getting dumped by Justin Hodges in that uh, first half of the first game. But um, as late as Sunday, the Blues were expecting to have to either go to Mick Ennis or blood a rookie, probably Nathan Peets or Mitch Rain. However. Farrah managed to What do you do there?
1: far let's say hypothetical, Farrah's out.
0: Who do you pick? It's fucking hard because there's no second there's no second best. I think you'd go Ennis just because he's an experienced guy that gives <sighs> good Fuck service. That. Gives good service from Dummy well, half. I
1: think you take the opportunity. I think you take the opportunity to, to blood right though. to blood your next backup. You yeah. know, or your next hooker. Like Robbie's only got a couple of seasons left.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I just don't think Nathan Peets or Mitch Rain are good enough. I think Peets is, 100%. He could be, but I don't think he is, like, yet. I mean, he hasn't shown me. I mean, he's he's obviously a good player, but, like, you know, being a good player and origin is two different things entirely. I mean, Mick Ennis, for all his problems, and let's face it, I don't fucking like the dude at all as a player, but he's been going okay for the Sharks, and he's just got that, you know, niggle and that sort of I don't see why that makes you an origin player. I'm not it makes him an urgent player. I'm saying it makes him a better choice than the No, you might not
1: be saying that, but other people do. You know, oh, he's got that niggle factor. Oh, he's, a, you know, like he... The fucking guys that get in there and, and don't need to, to prove that they're the biggest tool on the fucking football field for 80 minutes and and actually do the majority of their talking by way of their actions on the field and, you know, don't hide behind Cade Snowden. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, I think in this uh... that was his Ben Cray moment and I was never a a Mick Ennis fan by any stretch of the imagination given his rivalry rivalry with Farrah Um, but you know for all the fucking shit that he's talked and and, you know situations he's tried to talk his way into when the chips were down he hid behind Cade Snowden and not enough's made of that for mine
0: Oh, it's fairly, it's a fairly like, I don't know about iconic, but, you know.
1: Well, he, he doesn't cop anywhere near enough, as much as being Cray cops, and they're not a million miles away from each other those
0: situations. That's true, but I think Ennis has actually played some good games, and whereas, whereas Cray has been like one of those guys where you just mystified he ever got selected at, <laughs> at all. Like, I mean,
1: Unless you're a, a Dragons fan.
0: I think Dragons fans realise he's, he's a massive cat too, but, I mean, yeah, he's their captain. Um, Brett Morris returns at the expense of Tupo coming back from a uh, hamstring injury, uh, expected to miss the, see- the series or at least the first two games. However, as with Farah, a quicker-than-expected recovery, and he had a great game on the weekend as well for the Doggies. So he's, uh, boom, back in. Great, great decision to get him back in the side. Um, Tupo and Hopi—they both don't offer a lot, but, um yeah, I think it's fair that he uh, gets in there over the top of Tupo.
1: Great. I mean, you know... Those Morris boys are, are fantastic players and proven performers at that level. Um, wonder if they're going to swab these blokes as far as their fucking early recoveries. Calves and, blood from missing a series to
0: he's a bulldog's being player. Too. He's a bulldog's player, so Desi's probably got him on some beetroot fucking calves blood cocktail. <laughs> and finally, Trent Hodkinson retains his spot, benched <laughs> through his club game on the weekend, which Oop. actually, which actually you know, precipitated his side actually turning the game around and winning, he's uh, been retained by New South Wales.
1: I think, um, you know, if you're good enough to be selected at, at that level and and you don't perform, um, you know, in game one, I th- I think, I feel like he, he probably deserves a crack to redeem himself. I don't think he deserves 20 cracks like Mitchell Pierce has had,
0: but... Yep. I think he deserves a go to... But I think Mitchell Pearce deserves another crack and his basically name hasn't even been discussed as a a lucky selection or, you know, whatever. Um, And then when you've got a guy like Blake Austin running around out there who's just fucking killing it at the moment. Yeah. You want to talk about blood and young players? Well... There's your fucking player.
1: Fucking... You can't just say someone's an... is or isn't an origin player if they don't get picked. Yep. Let him prove whether they are or they aren't on the, in that stage. Yep. You can't make a judgment call. You know, Blake Austin. There is not a player. Name a player that's in better form than that guy at the moment. You
0: can't. You can't. He's on fire. He's sensational.
1: What does he have to do? And this is this is what I was saying at the start of last year. What the fuck does this guy have to do to get a run in first grade for the West Tigers?
0: Look, I'm gonna cop the loyalty the loyalty angle. I mean, it's something that New South Wales aren't really good at, so the fact they're doing it, you know, should be applauded, I guess. But if they lose this next game and the season's gone or sorry, the series is gone, then if you don't put fucking Blake Austin in there as look as a look to the future in a dead rubber, fucking I don't know what to say. Yeah. He's um a
1: fantastic player regardless, but the form he's in. Yeah. Is undeniable and Even in a utility
0: spot. Why couldn't you have him on the bench?
1: 17. Put a 17 on his back. Let him sit on the fucking bench.
0: Put him there in front of Boyd fucking Cordner. Who is a
1: myth? We've already discussed that. And some people agreed with us. They weren't Roosters fans, surprisingly. Some Roosters Um, fans do, though. I, I just think you could do a lot worse. When the game is wearing down, there's 20 to go... Guys have tackled themselves to a fucking standstill and busted their ass trying to cart that ball up, mm-hmm. and they've got to deal with Blake Austin. Yep. Good fucking luck. Exactly. Good luck. Especially Blake Austin with, you know, a bit of early ball, you know. Yep. And fucking, like, that guy carves up with Sisawanga on the outside of him. Mm hmm. He's turned this along one into a fucking revelation. Yeah, and Jared fucking Croker. Yeah. Like that guy's an emotional wreck. Yeah. For
0: eighty minutes a week. Well, for fucking every minute, every every week. I mean, we we only see eighty minutes, but I'm, I'm sure he walks around with tears in his eyes the time. I mean, I've never seen I've time. never
1: seen him burst into tears at training, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he walks around with tears in his eyes the whole time. He's emotional. I'm pretty bloke. sure he
1: wakes up in the morning. You know, sits on the side of the bed and 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 bursts into tears. That's how he wakes up every morning. Then he has a coffee, and then he bursts into tears again.
0: Puts on a fucking like, dashboard confessional CD or something like that?
1: I don't know what that is, but I'm pretty certain it'll make him cry. But, you know, he he looks fantastic with those guys playing in the stands. The fuck with Michael Jennings mm-hmm. and Josh Morris? Come on, son. Exactly. That motherfucker's just, he's just carving holes in anything. He's like Chucky from Child's Play. he's just he's chopping holes in everything
0: (laughs) okay um, just some bits and pieces Gold Coast 5-8 Aidan Caesar won't be punished for dropping the C-bomb at young West West Tigers rival Mitchell Moses on Friday night Caesar was placed on report after he was heard to question Moses you think you're such a tough cunt bro (laughs) it was initially thought that Caesar was placed on report for swearing but the NRL insisted that was not the case NRL spokesman said that referee Ashley Klein thought he overheard a slur of a far more serious nature, but after reviewing audio of the incident, the NRL said what Klein thought he had heard was not apparent on the match tape.
1: Interesting. Um, look, no chance of agency's doing a backflip if he's wearing a couple of concrete boots
0: <laughs> and sitting in the uh, Lebanese mafia. You're saying?
1: Well, I'm just saying he's got it. Uh, he's got it in his bloodlines, Mitchell. Yep. Call in, a, call in a cousin or two, and uh, Aiden Caesar will be uh, missing in action for the Canberra Raiders pre-season 2016, just saying.
0: Now, finally, uh, in a news section, did you happen to read an article through the week about uh, Shane and Ben Walker coaching the Ipswich Jets? Yes. And the changes they've made to... Coaching, yes, I did. The revolutionising of, of, at least at the Queensland Cup level, how the Ipswich is working for the Ipswich Jets. They don't wrestle at all. They let teams get up, play the ball fast as they want, get through their sets quickly. And they're promoting an idea that completion rate is not an important statistic. And in fact, it's time of possession that's <laughs> important. So they guys, they can, they can, you know, crab, run backwards, do whatever, as long as they hold on to the ball for their full set and, you know, wiping like a minute off the clock for the sets. People who, you know, anyone's taking kicks and stuff in play, they only do short kickoffs with the justification that if they kick it down to the goal line, it gets passed to a prop and then they get back to the 20. If they take a, uh, a short kickoff, it goes to the 35 and they've got a 50 50 chance of getting the ball back. And if they don't, it's only 15 metres. Same situation with dropouts as well. It's easier to set the line on the goal line than it is to, you know, rush up, stagger, and, you know, with a prop charging on the ball from, you know, 50 out. Once again, only giving up sort of 50, you know, 15 yeah. metres if they fuck it up. In theory, I like it. I haven't seen any Ipswich games this year, so I can't really say how it, how it works. <laughs> I've
1: been meaning to watch a lot of Ipswich games and actually go and see a few with, and take Jackson out there.
0: i actually seek them out now because it sounds amazing and I want to see what it looks like in the real world. Because it sounds great in theory. Look, and the, the results seem to speak for themselves. If
1: nothing else, you know what? It's nice, it's refreshing to see people going, you know what, the game's not fucking perfect. Yep. And, you know, we got to this point... In in the way people think rugby league should be played by people having a revolutionary, you know, and a visionary type mind. Why well, why can't they have a crack? The fact that it's come from Walker Brothers. Yeah. That's revolutionary in its fucking self.
0: Well look, Ben couldn't tackle to save his life, but I mean you gotta you know, he, he was top point scorer one year when he played yeah. for Manly. I mean he's a fucking he's a good attacking player.
1: Absolutely. I remember years ago, um, after the Super League war, and there was a story going around that about a phone call between the Johns brothers and and Phil Gould and um, you know there was something about how important the Johns brothers are to the game of rugby league and a phone call that was made um, saying you know we want to start an academy you know the Johns Mm -hmm. brothers you know all the brightest talent can come you know like an ARL academy they can come down they can have seminars and you know, kicking, you know, like skills classes yep, yep. and all this sort of stuff and um, and hold, you know, bring the games, you know, young coaches into the game and developing yep. it. I don't really know how much of that's been taken on Well, There are academies now and, um, but the game, you know, someone does something and then all of a sudden that's that's the the era for the game and it's, you know, it, it might be scintillating attack, you know, like the Raiders of the, the 90s. Yep. Everyone tr- tried to play like that, but th- only some teams have the personnel to do it. Um, at the moment, it's it's a very, you know, like you say, possession, kick to the corners, completion mm-hmm. rate, um, and and defensive structured type game. I'd like to see it get to a point where it's a lot more fucking entertaining sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you in origin in particular, yeah, I, that's look, a big example. You have
1: opinion. to be. I, I just think it 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 sort of doesn't. It's not conducive to new fans. Yeah. When you love rugby league as much as we do, you can watch a game and you can get satisfaction out of watching a team defend their ass off and defend yeah. their line set after set after set. If you're a casual observer of rugby league, and you watch a game like Cornella and roosters on the weekend mm-hmm. i watched that and i thought that's a fucking pretty gritty win and we'll, we'll get to the breakdown of the yeah. game but if you were someone that was you know a fan like a, a diehard fan of of another code or another sport altogether and caught that game you think you're gonna go fuck on i really need to get to an nrl game live yeah. You'd be like I'm never watching this trope ever again. Yeah. Fucking boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I like the fact that someone is actually trying to think outside the square and um and change change things up a little bit and you know for all intents and purposes it's working at you know at that level and and there's people talking about it which is good um, whether we see teams adopt it or whether they get a gig in the NRL and they they try and adopt that good luck to them. I like like the fact that someone's trying to think of something new.
0: Recaps for round 13 of the National Rugby League Telstra Premiership 2015. Friday night football. Broncos 44 to feed the mighty Manly Seagulls Eagles 10 at Suncorp. Pretty ordinary fucking crowd. And now I look at the figure. I didn't see the figure. I didn't, Neither did yeah, I. But under 30,000, 28,000. Wow, that's Friday night. Broncos usually do thirty-five, minimum-ish. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, Broncos points came from tries to Justin Hodges, Jordan Carhu, Ben Hunt, double to Vito, double to Milford, and Jack Reed. Uh, Carhu five of eight conversions and a penalty. Manly's tries came to Peter Hicku and Brett Stewart. Jamie Lyon one from two conversions.
1: The Broncos are getting better, and Manly is still last and, and couldn't go with them. And you know they they tried Manly. They tried things. Their forwards. Um, Tried to stand up, but they just couldn't couldn't get any real ascendancy um, around the ruck and, and through the middle, which really limited uh, Manley's chances with the ball, especially for their halves. Um, and you know, on the flip side of that, it gave the Broncos halves free reign. I thought Hunt had a really nice controlling game, and Milford injected, injected himself... Um, really well without overplaying his hand and then boyd at the back was solid and unspectacular but made things happen put reed into space the, there was so much space on the edges for the broncos they seemed to run into space there all night reed alex glenn uh, Vito, and they just kept going there um and there was a lot of space but reed i don't i don't know what his stats were but he seemed to just be streaking away down the side there
0: yeah numerous times I mean, he was given he was given every opportunity to play well in this game. Though, mm. I mean, the start, first set of the game, manly awesome set, and then four and fucking kicks it out on a full. straight away puts them back. And where it was a great set, should have been a kick down to the corner. They're off, they're fucking off their own forty in first set. Uh, which and then the try that the Broncos scored from that was pretty arsy but I mean you know when you're in good form and you know you make your own luck and everything and things just seem to bounce the way you want them to go and the same for the other one where I mean once again it was George Tafu gifted him 10 points to start the game off there was a period there where they actually fucking got back into the game in 2010 mm. and, uh, for, and if you just had a new how to draw and pass it was Brett Stewart under the sticks for 2016 and Manly actually had the upper hand on them at that stage and were actually making ground at will and all that sort of thing. Immediately after that the Broncos I think they got a penalty goal which sort of stretched it out a little bit more and then they got a try and that was the end of it but it was a good win to the Broncos and they played pretty well. I mean I don't think they can play much better than that to be honest but the, I don't the magnitude of the loss doesn't fucking bother me at all because I mean the Jamie Lyon went off, you know, early to midway through the second half, and that's what gave Jack Reed all of his space. The fact that they've had that I've, we've talked about it ad nauseum this year. Tommy Simons, the poor cunt, gets dropped in in the fucking centres, and then is expected to defend against you know reasonable centres and well you know I don't think Jack Reed's a reasonable centre, but he gets good ball from you know the good players in the side, and so poor old fucking Tommy, I mean. The dude's just left out there and, you know... I mean, Hiku's not the fucking... Hiku's not a good winger. He's a good centre, though. But, you know, poor old fucking Tommy. And I heard from the... There was a a fan fan day sort of thing on the Saturday. And, um... Jamie Lyon, I think he's out for four to six weeks now. Yeah. Um, But the funny thing is, like, Matai also... He was, uh, had his ankle, you know, he was in a, in a brace as well, and he wanted to go off earlier, but Jamie Lyon got injured earlier and beat him to the Tommy Simon substitute. So Matt, I was on one leg out there as well. And so there was a point there for the last 20 minutes where a lot of the junk time points came from where they just didn't have fucking fit dudes on the field that, that could actually defend. So, I mean, disappointing for me that... Um, that four and once again, you know, showed what a fucking liability he is and killed any chance of the fight back, which is a good fucking fight back considering they're down 20 shit. And, um, but yeah, Broncos, they played controlled, they played good, kind of, uh, you know, dare I say like 2008 grand final, like, you know, one of those sort of things where, you know, the sinews sort of aligned and, you know, everything went their way and, uh, you know, I don't think that they can play better than that. Milford, I mean, I think Milford, he was very fucking, I mean, he, he was lucky to, you know, get the ball five metres out in massive broken play situations with no defence in front of him, essentially. Yeah, you know, I think he- Made him look a lot better. He didn't do anything otherwise. As far as the tries all
1: ben I, Yeah, Ben Hunt, I thought he had a, a great all game. All on Ben Hunt. But I thought Milford was was pretty solid. He didn't have, you know, did, one of those He didn't do anything, though. He, like, he, did, he didn't do
0: anything other than- Score some Darius Boyd tries where you know he got the ball in the right spot and he just had to fall over the fucking line, you know. So <laughs> um,
1: they're a good, good yeah. side, the Broncos. They're a good side. They're obviously a lot, you know. Say what you want about Bennett, but fuck me, whatever he's got, he's making it work there. And you know now, you know Boyd fit. He's getting infinitely better every week. And you know once this Origin series is over. Um, especially if Queensland win it. Um, he's, you know, those guys come back to their clubs and they, they fucking grow an extra leg, just like a lot of those New South Wales players did last year. Um, and that's that's pretty dangerous proposition for the, for the Broncos, I think. Um, you know, he, he can be a lot better for them and bring a lot more to the table than what he is even at the moment. I'm not even entirely sure he's 100% match fit at the moment. He's, um... He's really just controlling his, his play.
0: The Ben Z, Brisbane good, but Manly bombed the try away from being down six. It was actually four. In spite of the dominance in quotes. Brisbane to fall short as Sydney clubs heat up. Yeah. Don't really? Know. I agree with the first sentence, but I mean, you know, I think that the Broncos will still be, you know, around oh, I there. I
1: get what he's saying. I, I I agree with him that the West Tigers are going to string some wins together. I really <laughs> agree with you, Ben. And I, I know where you're coming from, but I don't think the Broncos are going to fall short. Jay Stibber. What's he saying? Fall short of winning the comp? Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, Yeah, maybe they will. I mean, there's a lot of inexperienced guys and everything. I mean, Ben, it should be a level head in that time of year when the finals comes, because you know I think they'll probably make the finals. But... You know barring Catastrophe yeah, but They're a top Four side for sure Yeah but I mean You know and maybe And maybe there are Teams that you know Are going to Form up towards The end of the season That have been there You know for a so, long time But
1: in summary Ben's 100% right The, the Tigers
0: are, are Are on the rise I agree Jay Stibb Brilliant display By the Bronx last night Minus one of their best God himself Yeah you know the one Maranta <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Yule Oh, so the two-headed Bogans tried to boo DCE all game. So nice of the Broncos to stick up for their big brothers, the Titans. <laughs> I thought that <it> was ass- <laughs> f- fucking disgusting behavior from fucking inbred. Oh, Crazy wow. In a place. crowd booed a player. What a
1: fucking big deal. Oh, I just I don't understand why. It's so funny. The Broncos good-
0: want to kick the Titans every chance they get. And you would think that yeah. they would delight delight in someone giving the Titans the best kicking they've ever had, far better than anything the Broncos have ever done. They're hardly
1: going to fucking cheer the guy. Um, <laughs> I just think that, you know, it was more of a... The whole DC, DCE thing's been a bit of a um, a media soap opera, and I think they're just reacting to the fact that the media says he's a bad guy,
0: so we better play Yeah, to the Queensland, the, the Courier yeah. Mail and things like that, that... It is crazy the way they tell people to think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, let's, don't get me wrong, the Sydney papers get pretty fucking wonky, especially around origin time. But the Queensland ones, I mean, if something happens to a Queensland, anybody tenuous, slight link to Queensland. Fucking yeah. <laughs> God help you in those shitty fucking tabloids. Um, Unky D. Half the Titan members went to the game to boo DCE. I'm impressed that six people were able to be heard in such a large crowd. DeLorean Gray. I bet Glenn is saying we about the Broncos now. You're a wanker. You were very careful not to. I, I was listening. this no. time. Very careful not to. Look. You read. You read from a. You actually read from a prepared statement. I'm That's not how perfect. careful you were.
1: I'm not perfect, and sometimes I fuck things up. Sometimes I say you're a nice person.
0: Hey, the bandwagon's got plenty of room on it, probably.
1: But <laughs> if it I was if I was ever going to jump on it, I would have fucking jumped on it long before now. <laughs> fucking Jackson Gronking it up. Is he just? Oh, Dad, did you see how much the Broncos won by last night? I stayed up and I watched the whole game, and they just—they smashed him in the end. They ran away with it. Yeah, mate. <laughs> got, got that. How fucking good was did that stadium setup?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was
1: pretty. It was a. It was. A good
0: I reckon game. that was worth. That was probably worth about like a, let's let's say like a nominal value. I reckon that was worth about five grand. So he's already started paying instalments. All <laughs> <not> good. <laughs> was fucking magical, though. Um, Toto TV. Jeez, I thought Nate was embellishing it but and has really tapped out. Thank you. That's a Bronco supporter saying that, too, so thank fuck someone says that. And um, the one thing I'd like to add, though, it's funny. There's no news coming out about TV. I thought for sure he'd get fucking done after this. There was a lot to
1: talk about. I
0: haven't heard anything
1: about it coming up.
0: Yeah, but I thought, you know, there's a bye week coming up, so Fortnite, get a new guy in there starting Monday, and, you know boom transition have you know two weeks because you've got that the benefit of that bye weekend and then you know it's an it's a bye weekend i think is an easy sort of off the radar time to transition these things as well but um, as far
1: as manly media announcements go, it's probably gonna happen tomorrow yeah, probably
0: <laughs> but i must say how refreshing it is to see like say you look at the sharks at the moment it hasn't happened to the tigers yet but look at the sharks so I fucking sack Flano, Sam. We always make fun of him every week about how they loved him, and as I like, sack Flano, sack Flano, and you know you had all your you know, any coach has, you know, like Paul Green, they wanted to sack him in the first couple of weeks of the year too, up there in North Queensland. But it's almost universal. Manly fans are like, save Toovey. Don't you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's none of that fucking turning on the coach thing. And I just think it's really refreshing to see, and I would like to support the but if you will. I just like to applaud, yeah, applaud the fan base, and just remember the hard work pays off, dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. All right, and the NRL wants to rub this fucking great club of their fucking dignity and, and sign us up for a wooden spoon. But Todd Greenberg could suck my dick till his lips fall off because we'll renege on that too. Is Mentally, that from No, that's just something I fucking. <laughs> that's freestyle off the dome. <laughs>
1: Except that you uh, just read it straight from the fucking notepad that in front of you, I've only, got fucking,
0: I've only got tweets and fucking. You scrolled up. I just saw you tweet. West Tigers. On. Sorry, I was gonna say West Tigers. Gold Coast Titans twenty-seven defeat the West Tigers twenty. The Leichhardt Oval, the spiritual home, the fucking which wonder of the world is it? Is it the eighth, ninth,
1: eighth? May as well be the
0: eighty-ninth. Maybe four hundredth because only seven thousand. You can't stand up to it. And uh, the Titans. I remember this was an impregnable foot. Like this was like not quite Brookvale but it was pretty fucking solid home ground advantage the Gold Coast Titans though one of the worst travelling sides in the history of the rugby league come down there 27 points tries to Aiden Caesar Kane LG James Roberts Anthony Don three from four conversion to Caesar a penalty to Caesar a penalty to Sexy Eyes field goal to Caesar 27 points Tigers 20 a double to Lawrence winding back the clock <laughs> Hot sauce, also with a try. Paddy Richards, three from three conversions and a penalty goal.
1: Look, spirited... Break it down for me. Spirited fight back from the Tigers, but to go down 19-2 and as you say, our spiritual home of Leichhardt Oval, that's a far more telling factor and says a lot about where the fucking club's at at the moment. Uh, I think, um, you know, the Titans had a point to prove and, and just as DCE did, I guess... It, is that going to motivate them for the rest of the season? This whole DCE grudge thing, I don't, I don't think so. I think that they they've got a bit of a dip in them, the Titans, and um, it'll be v- some very impressive coaching from uh, from Neil Henry to to extract that much out of this squad based on that decision from Daly Jarrett Evans.
0: You know how emotion works in, you know, you've got like, you know, coaching changes, you've yeah. got very, you know, rise for Alex, you know, various emotional stimulus sure. that you can put into a club. but It just doesn't last for It doesn't night. last for fucking 12 or 14 weeks.
1: Um, I was pretty disappointed in in how, how this game was supported by the Tigers Faithful at, at Leichhardt. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of talk about suburban grounds and, you know, how much people love Leichhardt and... It's you know for seven thousand people, and yes, it's cold. Yes, it's Friday night, but really, seven thousand—that's mm. that's not a million. That what did we get? Eight thousand last year in the piercing rain
0: against Manly. Yeah, it was it was it was a poor crowd, but for the conditions, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like okay, it was fucking raining sheets for the entire game.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Um, they, they just have to do better, and it's the same at town. You know, they will cry blue fucking murder if the Tigers say we're playing all our games out of ANZ because we get 100 grand to play there.
0: Yeah, it's good for the club. Well, and the fans play. aren't making the Why choice the very fuck? difficult.
1: Fuck, like everyone, oh, we love the Tigers, we love this, we love that.
0: Like Hard oh, know. the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. I'm, I'm like Hard Oval. Why would they
1: burn almost the equivalent of what they get paid to play at ANZ? They yeah. burn it at the suburban grounds. Mm. And then to get, and that's with getting a crowd of more than seven thousand. You know, it's it just doesn't make any sense. Either support it or get the fuck out. Support the the suburban grounds and the fact that they take X amount of games there every year. Or don't
0: mourn their death.
1: Or when it when it comes time where the club makes a business decision that it makes a lot more sense. Duh. To fucking be paid a hundred grand to do something rather than cost us a hundred grand, it's a fucking no brainer. Makes zero sense. Get there, support the fucking team through good times and bad, thick and thin, whatever the fucking conditions, however fucking cold or hot it might be. I, you know, I wish I lived closer. Let's say that. Um, I hope they have enough buckets on standby to catch the remnants of the rugby league animator that JT's administering at the Tigers. Because um, <laughs> in the wash-up, I hope that we're left with, you know, a side that is built. I agree with everything he's saying. I, I agree with the fact that the Tigers, for a decade, haven't been fucking good enough to compete at the top.
0: And Yeah, that's not entirely true, though. I mean, around you know, 2010 and, you know... Only two five- seasons, Nathan. Two seasons since 2005. But they're certainly good enough
1: for those seasons. Yeah. Was that a blip on the radar? Or was that something we were doing perfectly well? Is that is that the road that the peach club... Peak genius. It was absolute peak genius. It was Gareth Ellis. And it was Benji Marshall at the peak of his fucking powers. Which lasted two seasons. And has all of a sudden come back now <laughs> in, in a red and white jersey. Um, I, I hope that what he's doing is setting the club up for the next decade. Because if we get to the end of this season, you know, or halfway through next season, and we're still dealing with this rubbish, um, and we're still saying we're rebuilding, be patient. You know, when you see other clubs turn it around in a season... In a year, yeah. You know, I can, I can cop down times, and I will continue to do so, but, you know, you see teams turn it around and... Get on the right track within a season, so um, I hope that what he's doing is setting the club up for the next decade. Because if if we end up, you know, sans JT, and and then you know, in another rebuilding year or three, that's going to be hard to cop.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, JW McKellar on Twitter. Two things lost that game. JT's defense plan and Moses' kicking game. Thought Moses played okay, but he is not there to be the kicker. Andy underscore seeks. Don and Roberts show the value of speed. Titans need to focus more on speed than coke. Sleeper, that one. The Scarecrow 23. Rugby league is a farce. Fuck this game. I'm over the bullshit that goes on every week. I had to actually, when I saw that tweet, I was like, that's amazing. What is it referring to? Still got no idea. What's the timestamp? Okay, it would have been the Tigers game. <laughs> I don't know what though. <laughs> the biggest Tiger. Someone just shouted out, bring back Maltzen. <laughs> no one laughed. Not sure if it's because it's not funny or people were actually considering it. That's not the answer. Canberra Raiders 44 defeated the Newcastle Knights 22 at Hunter. Uh, this one, the Raiders 44, came from a double to Edric Lee, Jared Croker, Jack White, and Josh Papali, double to the Techno Viking. All with tries. Jared Croker, six of seven conversions and two penalties. Knights 22 came from tries to the Uate Pate, Joey Leilua, Sioni Matautia, and Dane Gagai, and Kirk Gidley, three or four conversions. I
1: thought Blake Austin looked like a Dally M contender
0: mate he's, now's the time to put some money on absolutely before he gets too short
1: another fantastic game and that's you know too many to count in a row for the guy again as I said before there's, there's not much more he can do um, to score a representative jersey um, lots of cracking attack in this game I thought that some of the tries that were scored were fucking awesome yeah um, the Raiders looked a more polished, which is a pretty good sign, given the size of their pack. If you know, if they can continue that sort of um, standard of attack, um, you'd like to think that most games they're going to be in with a real shot of getting over the top of their opposition if their forwards really turn it on. Um, the size of them, the, the mobility um, on the edges, um, if their backs turn out plays like that week in week out then the Raiders have got some good times ahead uh, I just think the Knights gave up too much of a start and they're really it, it's almost symbolic of the area as far as Newcastle goes that they're compiling these tradesman like performances week after week and unfortunately you know more often not they're turning into losses um, after such a promising start to the season but um There's something to build on for the Knights. I just wonder if, if, you know, the hierarchy and the crowds and that, the fans rather, are going to stick with, um, with Stone if the losses keep piling up. But they're certainly building something there. Injuries aren't helping. Um, But I think I saw enough in this game that, you know, they're going to continue to give teams troubles in patches during games and and be competitive for the full eighty minutes. But. Um, I just don't think they've got enough spark or polish to to trouble even the even the you know, middle of the rung sides.
0: Mitch the Geo. My football team is a cross eyed, bucktooth, pigeon toed, underweight, prepubescent prepubescent teenager. Hash still my team, hash nightlife. Soul 4 was just watching that game and couldn't figure out who was good for the Raiders. I hope this week in Lee can help me out. <laughs> Super duper soul under eight players would do better than the Knights today. Didn't do the basics, screwed up big time, very disappointed. Drew underscore Nathan5, the Techno Viking is making me happy and angry at the same time. He should be doing this to Queensland. He should be, but will he be? Nope. The South Sydney Rabbitohs, 36, defeated the New Zealand Warriors 4, all the way over in NIB in Western Australia. And uh, good crowd there, over 20,000, so good on your Are those Sandgropers over there? Is that what we call them? I think so. Yep. Yeah. Uh the Rabbitohs thirty six came from tries to Bryson Goodwin, Chris Gresmule, Tim Grant, double to Walker, Alex Johnston also with a try. Isaac Luke, four of six conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Warriors try to maneuver by the end. It
1: really was one of those games for the Warriors. It was over at half time and they, they never looked in it mm-hmm. for any stretch. Um are pretty good. I I'm not sure if that says as much about uh the standard of their play which was which was good or although I don't think it was their best, it probably says a great deal more about where the warriors were um they were really poor I thought um fantastic support in in western Australia as you said and they're just gonna have to be in the closing arguments for expansion there's there's just no rhyme or reason um when you take it all into account, especially what they bring to the table as far as the t v time slot with that extra game. You know, they might end up having to be the Western, the Western Broncos, playing every fucking Saturday, or, <laughs> or
0: you know, they're
1: going to have a, a locked-in time slot for good. Um,
0: but be much like the Warriors have with their Sunday afternoon yeah, thing, it starts a bit earlier. True, and
1: it's you know, they can't do much more than what they're doing. They're getting out there, voting with their feet, and supporting supporting the product in the hope that they get their own team, which is uh, which is admirable. If Dylan Walker isn't an Origin player, Origin Origin is missing out. I feel that guy. He, he he just wouldn't let anyone down. I think he's proven his toughness. I think he's proven his ability, um, and what he brings, and and the, the questions that he asks of defensive lines. You know, it's that sort of guy, and and again, Blake Austin, those sort of guys that are constantly probing and asking questions and are not just there to counteract something that the opposition's doing.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, they're guys that bring their own list of questions to the table and, and you know, put the onus back on, on... would put the onus back on Queensland to have to to deal with what they're doing rather than just... Again, that's why we're getting these dower contests at origin levels because, you know, one team... You know as far as this team will go down in history, um, as far as the, the key key elements to it, as as one of the best ever, mm-hmm. you know, with the quality of the players. And that, that has bred a mindset in New South Wales that if we counteract that...
0: Yeah, we've got to hold
1: them. If If we stop what they're doing, we give ourselves a chance to win. Well, they're not fucking superhuman. They still have to tackle too. They still mm-hmm. have to, you know make defensive adjustments and decisions on the run and and are prone to errors and, and all the rest of it. But you have to put them under pressure. You have to ask yep. those questions. And, you know, I think picking players like Hayne and, you know, Dugan, you're getting part of the way there. But continually picking Bo Scott, yeah. you know.
0: Um, yeah, dare I say, Josh Morris, he's done very well defensively to contain English. But even at club level, his attack... Hasn't been at all good over the last couple of years. Let's let's say you pick,
1: you know, on form, Dylan Walker and James
0: Roberts. Yeah, fucking all for it. Fed by the Techno Viking.
1: Yeah. Yep. At least, if they lost the series, at least Daly could put his hand up and go. You know what, guys. We tried it We went with You know And all out All guns blazing Attacking focus yep. With guys that were Performing at club level mm-hmm. and, and they couldn't get The job done for us Yeah At the moment It's like Well Did the same old shit We and- thought we'd Stop them Yeah And we couldn't Yeah It's um <laughs> Dylan Walker would not Be out of place In a blue jersey In my humble opinion
0: at Shane Aaron Elvis, I was worried before kickoff, but great defence and a real killer instinct in our attacking opportunities have me smiling. B one five five four two first tweet is to say like you know, fantastic that uh, you know I can actually live tweet a game, you know for yeah. one of the very few times. But he said uh, the Warriors are shit. Give WA side hash hurry the fuck up. And he's got hash twenty three thousand. Well, the official crowd from what I can see is twenty thousand two hundred seventy two. So. I'm not sure where your 23,000 comes from, but... is that a cu- added a couple. Melbourne Storm 20 to feed the Penrith Panthers 0 at the Muddy Puddle. And uh, this one, geez, a sad tale to... It's a sad game, really. I mean, all the action took place in the first half, pretty much. Mm. And um, the Storm's 20 came from a double to Blake Green. Cameron Munster also with tries. Camp Smith, 3 of 3 conversions and a penalty goal to uh, bring up the 20. And the penalty goal was the only thing that happened in the second half. Points-wise.
1: Let's be fair, the Penrith cheerleaders deserve better. Um you know, going out there winter time, Penrith, foot of the mountains, possibly close to the arsehole of the earth at this time of year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um in a stadium filled with people from Penrith and Falkenbridge It's very, very poor. Yeah. Why where you know, why would you be there? Yeah. Because well, you love because your you team. Because you pay the throw and the players Well, because you love your team and Which the club pays you money. To to put on a, a, you know, a patterned leather outfit and wave a pom-pom. But, apart from that, give the fucking girls something to cheer about. Jesus Christ, Panthers.
0: Pretty miserable showing, really.
1: I thought it was. In their their recent era? They were definitely flat. Um, They were were off and they were at home and there's no real excuse for that. Um, And, you know, same goes for the Tigers, to be quite frank, but... They couldn't find a way into the game.
0: No moil and no
1: chance. <laughs> yeah, they, they couldn't find a way into the game and I thought Melbourne controlled that aspect fairly well. Um They weren't helped by some some ref's fault, but I, I tend not to address that and, and people can be as critical of that as they want, but twenty nil
0: it's hard to say that a singular decision could really, you know, or even a, a, a you know, a few of them, could contribute to that kind of.
1: Look, if you, can you look at that performance and go, "We were fucking outstanding." But for the ref, we were outstanding. Would have won and that game, but for the ref, we we got completely and utterly fucked over by the referee, and we were scintillating at our regardless. home ground. You know, if you've got to be, the team has to be accountable for for how they come out, and they were flat.
0: No um, Moylan How important is he to the side?
1: Well Fucking vital I dare say Very important I, I suspect He's um, He's been playing hurt um, Recent times And now he's going to be out for a considerable amount of time And Penrith are going to have to deal with um, Deal with the prospect of, of dishing these sorts of performances up Week in and week out Until he gets back If If he truly is the difference But gritty stuff from Melbourne. This was hardly their most scintillating performance as well. But uh you know, Munster uh filled in pretty well for, for Slater. Blake Green took a, a little bit more of an upper hand, especially after Cronk went off and um and Cameron Smith, you know, maintained control of the ruck and and steered things around effectively and and, and that coupled with the fact that Penrith were off their game and, and were quite flat. Um you end up with a twenty nil score on you
0: know on a pretty decent road trip for the storm. At B one five five four two. I just can't spake. The only thing good with the Panthers is at Danny Tequila. He's on hash Vuvuzela, hash tigers in decline. Unnecessary. At the Scarecrow 23, second time in two weeks, the best cheer squad in the league have had nothing to cheer about. Yep. It's a travesty. Yep. I'm Tim McIntyre. Penrith Panthers are never going to be the same after Paris smashed them last week. That's real talk. These ha 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 Penrith nerds. And you should um, stop drinking. Not funny.
1: Stop drinking at the stage with the one.
0: The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 10 defeat the Sydney Roosters 4 at the tip, Ramondas Stadium. On Sunday, Arvo, Channel 9 game. This one was. And the Sharkies 10 tries to Luke Lewis conversion to Michael Gordon two penalty goals to Michael Gordon the Roosters a solitary try to Maloney who missed the conversion
1: I thought the Roosters were pretty woeful throughout Um,
0: this is like that other game against Cronulla right was that this year the other one yeah it was just where just nothing just dick fingers they just looked they got
1: almost all the way there a bunch of times yeah you know Put some some really nice interchange of passing together, and and forwards working together, and creating space and opportunity for for someone to ultimately fuck it up. Um, They're it a real got,
0: bogey team for the, got, got, for the Roosters yeah, these days.
1: It's bizarre, and it's um, it just defies belief that a, a side of the quality of the Roosters <laughs> gets gets sucked down and, and comes out as flat as they have now twice in one season against against the Sharkies and I think I don't know if it was last season or the season before they it's definitely happened in the past Nathan Gardner fucking carved yep. them up yep um I just wonder if the SBW factor may have an impact on the on the Chooks um as, as I suspect the Sam Burgess factor is having an effect at the Rabbitohs those guys are consummate professionals um and especially for some of the younger guys in the side they You know, they demand a level of performance that, um, you know, you look at the Roosters in 2013, there's no way they dish this up. Yeah. No way in the world. And, you know, for Robinson to come out and be highly critical of them um, is a good sign. He obviously expects, um, you know... Weekly, a far better showing than what they dished up in this game, and I thought that they allowed the sharks to dictate terms. Um, and the sharks play a, a particular type of game that that obviously troubles them. You know, it's to be like they say in in boxing or, or you know MMA styles make fights, and this is a, this is just isn't a good matchup for for the roosters. Oh, and and, and Cronulla times.
0: and Cronulla Wood fucking like they'll they'll drag a team down to their level and beat them with and, experience and right. beat them with vast experience uh, you know they they'll, they'll they'll drag them down to their level and beat them to death with a vuvuzela absolutely um chucky's
1: you know they they've won at home in front of their faithful and those scenes that uh,
0: faithful is it is a reasonable crowd yeah, i mean like is it like 14 it's 000. a
1: shit place to go it's it's a fucking cold again it's an asshole of a place um, the team hasn't been going that flash, and they were playing against a the team they, they. A lot of fans probably understandably would have thought was going to pump them. Would you go out and watch it in single-digit degrees? I think we said they'd win
0: by a hundred. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, you know those those scenes at, at Ramondas at at full time. That's what footy's all about. Not winning premierships, Nathan. It's not yep. what it's about. Yep. It's about going to the footy with your mates and watching your fucking team of gronks. Beat up on a team of champions. That's what football's about if
0: you're a Cronulla fan. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, at 26 rounds, we lose to the Sharks more than Chapo gets laid. <laughs> Low bar, but still, hash, eat fresh. Luke Shark74. Not sure how that was an update. Uh, sorry, I'm not sure how that was an upset. Sydney Roosters love to eat a salty dick. They should learn to hold the balls more, though. Jake underscore Chook. Another shocking performance from East against the Sharks. The only bright spot is we won't have to play them in the finals. Troy underscore 79. Is that because
1: the Roosters won't make it? <laughs>
0: yeah. You know what he meant. <laughs> Troy underscore 79. This game is why I rarely watch Sharks games. They should have lost that for bringing the game into disrepute. <laughs> and uh, my Saguna 85. Thank you to the Sharks and Roosters for taking the mantle for Hyper Bowl game of the year. Oh, I don't know, still, enough of yeah, there's been there's quite, shocking, yeah. yeah, but it's kinda yeah, there was there was a toughness to the game mm. and a closeness to the score lines and that sort of present feeling that the these
1: roosters have just roosters gotta roosters put gonna, together yeah. one
0: move and they're gonna you know the well, you know, when it was like uh, only four points ahead because of the penalty goal, you know, like yeah, the roosters you know, it's just one sweep and they're fucking in, you know, like at any time and you sort of feel that way. I right think that was part of the, of the problem. Bell. I think that's what the roosters thought too. Oh, clearly. And it's the same as the last time they did <laughs> yeah. this game against the Sharks. You thought, yeah, they're just going to do the sweep and eventually they're going to they're get back in the game. 20 minutes to go. they just only got to get it right once. But no, no, not at all. Monday night footbitch or Monday afternoon footbitch this in storm, I suppose. Doggies, 29, defeated St. George Illawarra Dragons, 16, at ANZ. And uh, this one, the Doggies tries to Curtis, Rona, Josh Morris, Tim Lafay, Tim Brown, Sam Cassiano, Trent Hodgkinson, two from three conversions, Mbai, two from two, and a field goal. The Dragons tries to, well, a double to Gareth Widdup and Peter Matautia, or Matty Utah, I guess he goes by, doesn't he? And uh, Gareth Widdup two from three conversions.
1: Great game, I thought. Tough and gritty and a bit of martial magic, up and martial combining. And the Bulldogs just, I think they took all the dragons, could really throw at them, weathered the storm and then replied in turn and come away with a pretty solid victory. A um, little bit of rest faulting in this game too, wasn't there? Fucking
0: little bit. Little bit, just a tiny bit. <laughs> Once again, you know it's a thirteen point it's a thirteen point margin in the end. So decisions can turn games, but you know, I um,
1: I think the dragons showed enough to to probably indicate that me calling for the wooden spoon at the start of the season might have been a little wide of the mark. Um, I think the answer lies in the halves: is Widdett deferred to Marshall or vice versa? Who's got the upper hand there? But It looked impossible that they were going to work it out in the early rounds of this season, but now it looks like fucking clockwork. Yeah. You know, I I don't know that there's a Tigers fan that was sorry to see Benji go. And I don't know that if he was still at the club, (laughs) whether he'd be replicating this sort of form. But you can't be a Tigers fan and, um, and not be happy to see him playing like that. Yeah. I think it's it's good for the game, and it's you know it's reflective of of the standing that he's held, even when he wasn't putting these types of performances together. But um, you know, good for good for Benji. At the end of the day, that guy delivered a lot of fucking highlight real moments to the West Tigers for a number of years, and um, to see him playing like that, it brings it brings a smile to your face, even if part of it's a little bit begrudging. What did you think of uh, of the Bulldogs' performance? I thought they were pretty tough through the middle. Um,
0: and I, lo- I loathe the Bulldogs, but I mean you I can't you deny do. you can't. I mean the the thing that the, the thing that I take more out of this game is the intrigue about what happens next year. Like Umbye, to mm. me, he's the keeper out of their halves rotation that they've got going on at the moment. I mean that kid, he, you'd crazy if they if they can't hang on to him. Yeah, you know, long-term. But what's his preferred position? He seems to have played everywhere. He's played, in the, he's played centre. He's played in the halves. Um, look, he's I filled mean, in at hooker I as well, is not yeah, he? Yeah, I don't know where he wants to play, but at the end of the day... I'd find that. That'd be fucking step one. Mm.
1: Um, ironic that the New South Wales halves combination from 2014...
0: You know, can't like um, start a game. And you know, a, a
1: vast majority. You know, a, a large section of their fan base would gladly see one, if not both of them, go to, to make sure Mbappé gets they're, a spot. They're
0: fickle little motherfuckers, too, because like a month ago it was Josh Reynolds. The dude's a psycho, fucking. You know, yeah, you know, get him, get rid of him. We can't, you know, can't have him. Hodko and uh, and Mbib all the way. Now Reynolds is back and actually playing really well. And now it's fucking Hodgkinson. He's slow. He's shit. He's fucking needs blown yeah. blonde pieces. Get rid of him, like. So it'd be very, <laughs> I have a feeling, and I don't know for certain, but if I, I have a feeling that Desi's probably going to cut Hodgkinson loose, and uh, Hodgkinson may may land up in the Gold Coast somewhere, perhaps. And uh, <laughs> interesting that the trajectory that he's in DC, his and
1: DCE's careers have of yeah, taken, you very, know, like. It's yeah, the fact that they were both at Manly. He's a first choice
0: halfback. Goes to the Dogs. Dce comes along, kills it. Yeah, well, it's obviously Desi let him let him. You know, was happy to let Hodkinson go, and uh, cause he knew what they had. And then now it looks like he's letting him go again because he knows what they have. And uh, poor Hodgkinson, he just he just gets used to being in Desi's good graces. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, sign on
1: if he does (laughs) it's a fucking interesting trail if he does end up at the Gold Coast but I mean long way from that at the moment but um, I think the Bulldogs uh, you know showed enough to 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 prove to people that they are definitely a formidable force um, especially with you know both Morris boys fit and firing Um, and then you know by with that little bit of an X factor I don't know that teams have worked him out just yet um, he's got some errors in him, but he's, uh, as I said, there's that, that little bit of an edge to him that, that can turn a game that, that could be critical come the back end of the season. The
0: base chapeau. Well, today clearly shows the Bulldogs have the better Moses. He's on a bit of a tear about young Mitch.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Look, oh, at the end of the day,
1: it'd be hard to to wake up every day and look in the mirror and see that. Um and then look at you know a young firebrand like Mitchell Moses with the world at his feet and rugby league universe at his fingertips um and and not have a little bit of hate in your fucking teeny tiny <laughs> pea heart
0: Head, thank fuck I have a scarf that says all it needs saying this weekend league yeah no, guess so what he's talking the- about made no, in China so. made <laughs> in China. <laughs> <laughs> doused, doused. I don't know I don't know I haven't seen his scarf hand Fucking wash off, only <laughs> Landrigan Matt aka the Aussiest man alive incompetence or stitch up I'm glad I got my scarf hash res fault hash cunts the lucky undies didn't do you any good east fan anyone just hear that loud thud outside oh don't worry it was just the dragons falling back to earth gt351 underscore johns good win hard fought great effort by the ball logs and finally jake underscore chook Nabuli really costs the Dragons. I'm left wondering what he adds to their team other than being a feel-good story.
1: Oh, I saw someone, I, apologies, I can't remember who it was, but someone said, um proving, you know, the general theory that anyone from Fiji can play rugby league. They can't.
0: <laughs> but he's had some good moments too, like, you know, within the last month even. Mm. I mean... If- he's had some cracking games, but... There's some clubs out there that are really fucking fickle towards the players in the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of them. Turn on a dime. Uh, North Queensland Cowboys, 36, defeated Parramatta, Eels, 30. Monday Night Foot Bitch at the Pillow Fortress, and uh, the Cowboys, 36 points came from tries two. Michael Morgan, Matt Wright, Kane Linnett, and a, what was it, six-minute hat-trick to Gavin Cooper? Thurston. Seven minutes, yeah. Seven minutes. Six of six conversions for JT, and the Eels got the feels. With Corey Norman, Brad Takarangi, Mao, and a double to Radradra. out three of five conversions and a couple of penalty goals to bring them to 30.
1: Winning can become as much of a habit, or of a habit as, as losing can, and I think both sides of the equation were, were evident in this game. Uh, parallel clock, they could go on a huge run and make the eight for, for 57 minutes and then look like spoon contenders. How does that happen in one game? How, it's... It defies belief. Um, has anyone benefited more from playing, you know, on the outside, you know, a second fiddle sort of, or a, you know, support role, to a, to a superstar of the game more than Gav. more than Gavin Cooper? You know, because generally, you know what, there's a guy that guys that play along superstar super, superstar players that. Generally evolve into origin players themselves And then they take on that He's an origin player And they take on a superior you know, A bit more of a senior role within the team Gavin Cooper's just Gavin Cooper
0: Gavin Cooper played for a Sydney side And did the same thing So he'd be playing origin He'd be Boyd Cordner Yeah, yeah Except good Yeah, except yeah. Yeah, able to do stuff your, your, play, your player relationship example there Cliffy and Beeve That's exa- exactly what we are talking about Beaver off Cliffy, golden years, went on to play Origin. Yeah, that's your example it's, right there. Yeah, I, I, are
1: you comparing Gavin Cooper to Steve Menzies?
0: Well, no, because he's like your example said, he's not. He's not in Origin, and you know he's not. He's not that yeah. superior player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, he's a dude that's you know a legend of the yeah. game, like you know one of the you know great ha- great halves of the game feeding him you know good ball and putting him in the in the holes and he does it and he does the rest and finishes it off
1: and it's he does it faultlessly Gavin Cooper
0: yeah
1: his angles is He's, he's relentless, he keeps coming, he defends
0: well. And it's not like he just gets put into a hole and, fucking t- and just puts it down. He doesn't dare his boy trifle. No, he's, he's,
1: I mean, he's got work to do.
0: And he busts through the hole, he'll carry dudes and, over, and and he reach gets, out, fucking plan it. Like, he's, he's a, he gets
1: better good. every year. I've said it before, I remember his debut, he, t- he tore up the Tigers, yep. fucking killed them, did exactly what he was fucking doing now. Yep. It's not like it's a new thing, he's been yep. doing it since he started. Why? Why has he not had a run for Queensland?
0: Why is, you know, all due respect? Because he's blues player, isn't he? Is he? I think so. This is what Maybe I'm saying. that's if, it. If he played for New South Wales I'm side.
1: Sorry, I've I made an assumption. It's a bit like in.
0: <laughs> if you played for a Sydney uh, side and got the same ball from someone in yeah. Sydney and and was doing the exact same thing, no doubt about it, you playing for New South Wales. Okay. He um, it's someone's.
1: And I'm sure I've seen other people tweet it as well, but he—he's by far the most underrated player in the NRL,
0: by far. Yeah. All right. It's fair enough.
1: Considering just, he hasn't played a second of
0: rep football. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think. think of, I'm just thinking at the moment. I, I can't think of anyone else. <clears throat>
1: um. I think this was also a good indication of, of where the Cowboys are at this season and and just playing. I don't know if it's testament to, to Paul Green um, or, you know, it's just an older JT, but an older head on his shoulders. But he was scheming for any advantage with the ref when his team was down and he stayed composed and, and then st- went. You know, the the momentum swung their way. He put play after play after play after play together to get them into the right positions on the field. And then, you know, come crunch time, he laid on the points that needed to be laid on, albeit, you know, with some pretty handy supporting cast. But a game like that a few seasons ago, even at times last season, a game like that starts to unfold. He loses his shit. Yeah, and and it ends up a far worse scoreline. They don't come home like that and win it. Um, I think that's a pretty, you know. Again, I don't know if it's down to experience. I don't know if it's, you know, he's just more composed, or is you know, he realises that he can't be, you know, that uber intense guy. Every single week with every single decision that gets made, it's it's not conducive to a solid performance and what the team needs from him. Um, yeah, I just think that was a really good sign of his experience. And it's a pretty dangerous side for, for anyone that the Cowboys face come finals time, um, sans any conspiracies. His, um, for him to be composed in a game with a, you know, these games through the origin period are, are, are gold for teams like the Cowboys with their representation um, in the origin series. So um, for him to stay composed when they went well behind, away from home in a game like this, was, was a telling
0: factor. And sorry, just correction. Yeah, Cooper actually is eligible for Queensland, so is therefore he? I fucking have no idea why he's not playing. Because you'd think with the combination with JT built into their their gameplay together, Mm. there's got to be like an interchange or a back row position for him available in the Queensland side. Expensive. Some of the guys, they always have that one guy that's kind of... Lilliman. Yeah, exactly. The Queen. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Why is it... Yeah, I don't know. He's in better form than Matt Gillett. As it turns out, he's from Mergen, so... Yeah. And he's played... He's He's he's, in better form than Matt Gillett. Yep. I'm going to say it. Yeah, Matt Gilles be fucking ordinary. This is the thing. Apart from he's like, you know, he, he burst onto the scene. He's been ordinary ever since. And I don't know how he managed to, you know. Reputation. Yeah, but I mean, he seems to coast by even, maybe not as much as Cordner, but, you know, I mean, same sort of thing. Uh, Saloonie pos Like Cadbury's and their Vegemite chocolate abomination, Tara sure know how to ruin a good thing. Uh, so underscore pwned. I thought it was shit go being a Knights fan. Thank fuck I'm not a Para fan. Won't take that for granted again. <laughs> Ash Pillow Fortress. The real Jedi. Supercoach blames players. How genius. And that was the thing afterwards. Brad Arthur's blamed the players. And he's just come out and just gone, oh, they fucking turn." you know. And you're like, dude. You're supposedly some fucking great young coach. People, you're going to take people's games to greater levels. Mate, it's all starting to fucking implode for him.
1: How do, how yeah, do you allow coach, the players to go, to deviate from a game plan that was so effective? Um, how do you allow that to happen? It, it's up to you to stop the rot on the run.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were recording this at, you know, late on Tuesday evening. I think Foreman's got until 5pm on Wednesday to backflip, so it's fucking, there's no money at Manly, so mm. <laughs> maybe he might wind up at the Dogs after they offload uh, Hodkinson. Wow,
1: that'll be the big story this week if that happens.
0: Calling it early, guys, and uh, shithead listener, shoving a live porcupine up the eye of your cock and then reefing it out again. Hash, things less painful than supporting para. Okay, previews for round. What is that? To 14, 2015 NRL Telstra Premiership. Sharks, Broncos, Cowboys, Dragons, Knights, Panthers, Raiders, and Manly all have the bye. Friday night football. West Tigers take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Refereed by Matt Agent.
1: Last time uh, we played the Rabbitohs, Dylan Walker played with one hand, literally. Tackling with one hand, catching the ball with one hand, um, not fending anyone off with his uh, with his bad hand, and still scored two tries two if tries, I remember yeah. correctly. Crucial ones. And um, I think that says a lot about uh, the West Tigers' chances <laughs> against <laughs> South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, look, based on current form, the West Tigers should get beaten by approximately. 250 to 275 points in this game. But they won't
0: buy. Why?
1: The inclusion, return of Tim Simona, the general feel um, around the club that you know they need to stop the rot and, and what way to do it than making a statement against the defending premiers uh, without their origin stars. It's an opportunity for the Tigers to... Um, take a step in the right direction uh, towards making the eight, that which they can still do, but they're going to have to start racking some wins up and they're going to have to do it sooner rather than later, preferably starting with this game. So um, that's that's a full-strength back line as far as I'm concerned. Yes, we're without Robbie and, and Woodsy, but that back line is... That, that's our, that's the seven best backs we've got in the club. Mm-hmm. So... Um, if they can't put it together um and Taylor can't come up with a game plan to uh to get the most out of those those guys, then uh we turn we need to turn it up. So it's a big big test. Um I think Rabbitohs will still be good. There's you know, a lot of experience, a lot of talent left in that side,
0: even without Inglis and the rest of the origin players. It's just Inglis, isn't it? Is it Inglis? I mean, obviously, you've got Reynolds as, you know, injured. Oh, sorry. Injury. That's... Continued yeah. continue injury, but they've found a way that they've figured that's out, That's who I you was know, thinking of, but it's not Snorridge is his Yeah, they've played, out a long, they've played long enough without Reynolds now that they've, you know, found a way to win without him, so uh, Inglis <laughs> has been... Not,
1: Sutton's played a lot of 5-8, and Keir is a, a quality and Inglis, uh, replacement. Uh, Inglis, in Inglis
0: isn't a passenger, but he's, he's form has been very down at the club level this year anyway, so I don't think you're going to miss a lot, and having Alex Johnson back there in the one, you know, may even ignite some more points... You know, for the Rabbitohs, I don't think they'll win comfortably. New Zealand Warriors versus Sydney Roosters over in Mount Smart. Can the Roosters, after that game against the Sharkies, can they go over and uh, beat the Warriors in their own backyard?
1: The Warriors will need to pick up their act after last week, and and you know, there's another team that wants to make a statement, um, and. To do against the Roosters, who will be stinging after their loss against the Sharks, will be a very highly competitive
0: game. Um, I want to say the Warriors. I want to say the Warriors as well. They're one of the sides that you know doesn't really, you know, the kind of origin-proof. Yep. You know, for the for the vast majority of uh, of, of seasons, and uh, they weren't going that badly before they got fucked up by the by the Rabbits. They weren't going that badly. they I mean, they're, they're, Few, yeah, they were, they were... They were winning some close games. I mean, they beat Newcastle in Newcastle. I mean, Look, I just don't know about the Roosters at the moment. They don't have the, uh, the halves combinations in there at the moment. But, I mean, is Pierce really... You know, maybe yeah. it's not such a bad thing to have a bit of a break. I think he is, um, he's certainly crucial to what the Roosters
1: do. Um, and he's a big loss. Um, I just... I think the Warriors will will have more to say in this game and um, of course Blake Ferguson comes back from the Roosters in a travesty of justice Um, so I refuse to pick the Roosters based on that Warriors to win
0: yeah Warriors win the karma Um, but yeah I'm not sure how how old salad fingers is going to go but uh, I'm sure the Roosters will be hoping he fires big time because they're going to need something in this game, I think. But, oh, yeah, I'm comfortable to tip the Warriors, I think. And the Gold Coast Titans take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs.
1: <sighs> yeah, I think the Titans have had enough to say. I, I, I believe the Bulldogs will uh,
0: be far too strong for the Gold Coast Titans. Um, Liability Hodkinson out of the side. Won't even take one minute's worth of play <laughs> off the uh, preferred pairing of Reynolds and Bay. uh Otherwise, you know... They're origin-affected, but not origin-crippled. Yep. They've had so many injuries this year. Guys like Rona and Tim Laffey, they've all had plenty of time to play. So, the, the, you, you know, they haven't had BMOS that long, you know, because he's been out through injury for quite a while. Um, you yeah, know, Josh Morris is not the biggest loss in in, in the world. Uh, look, I expect the, the Doggies to win fairly comfortably, to be honest.
1: Unless James Roberts has an absolute blinder um, and gets a lot of good quality early ball on the fly. Uh, I think the Bulldogs will be, just be too strong.
0: Yeah, and I mean there's always, you know, there's that, that that factor of like how long can the Gold Coast rise for being fucked over by DCE yeah. but um yeah, I think the the answer is uh one game and that was last week. Monday night foot bitch, the Melbourne Storm take on the Parramatta Eels down there in Melbourne. <sighs> There's no way you could pick the Eels in this game. Um, look, you look at it face value and go, there's no way you could pick the Eels in this game. But then I think, well, as as it happens in origin time and test times, the Melbourne Storm are crippled more than any other side, not through numbers, but just through the fact quality, that their spine yeah. literally gets ripped out.
1: Right, after saying there's no way you could pick the Eels in this game, I think I'm going to pick the Eels in this game.
0: Yeah, look, the Eels, you know, not massively uh, inconvenienced by uh, by Origin, thanks to Anthony Watmose, you know, very benevolent retirement from representative football. Such a surely team, w- so surely would have gotten a call up. Team player that he is. Um, look, I think the Eels aren't very good away from home. The Eels haven't been great anywhere out of late. Bellamy finds a way to get these guys to get it done. Munster's always been good in his times that he's replaced Billy Slater. Pick a side, motherfucker. I'm still going with the Storm at home. Ben Hampton, remember when he was a thing?
1: Yeah. That was quite some time ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I, th- I think the Storm can, uh, can still get it done, despite it. But, you know, the yields, they can pull out that fucking first half shit like they did on the Cowboys. And they can smash them, but I just don't think they're going to do it away from home. Uh, a big factor is how do they come back from last week. I mean, that's going to be disappointing. Mm. I mean, it's one thing to lose a game in the last minute. But to lose it after having enough of a lead to win two matches.
1: I think how they come out in this game will say a lot about um Brad Arthur's engagement with the
0: playing group. Exactly. And uh and Kieran Foren's engagement with his uh his uh what do you call it, fucking uh internal internal fucking ructions clause in his contract. <laughs> that's full time for episode 192 as always you can interact with us on twitter so follow at twi league we're on facebook as well facebook.com forward slash this week in league make sure you hit the like button share the posts we put them up all that good shit helps spread the word itunes we've got a couple of reviews this week sensational and the first one my favorite podcast for a reason five stars by andy valente aka andy underscore siegs on twitter Need to give this a few listens to get around all the inside jokes, but make the effort and you'll be well rewarded. Nate and Glenn prove you don't need to have played NRL to give top-class insight. Funniest NRL podcast by a mile. Download it, get it on Twitter, and join Twill Nation. Thanks, That's Andy. a beautiful review. Nova Eel, five stars by the titular Nova Eel. As a new listener, I can be forgiven for thinking the boys invented the wearing of beards and roasting of coffee beans. That aside, if you love your NRL and all the banter that goes along with it, then this is the podcast for you. With reviews of the previous week's games, as well as the upcoming round and plenty of discussion around the main talking points of the week in League, the boys and their loyal listener base will keep you entertained. Word of warning, there's the occasional F and C bomb thrown in, but don't let that bother you. Get listening. P.S. at ref's fault. Occasional. (laughs) 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 That's fantastic reviews. Occasional. But seriously, one of the best ways you can support the show is by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes and giving us a review. So if, um, if you've listened this far through the episode, I'd assume that you would give us a positive review. But you know, some haven't, and uh yeah, we'll take it as it comes. Some people have stuck it out and then
1: stuck it to us,
0: and some people have given us an average to shit review and then revised it down the track and brought <laughs> brought it up a couple of points. I've noticed <laughs> um, they don't bring attention to themselves when they do it. It's like they've been converted and they're like, okay, uh, let's just pretend that never happened. But um, we love all our listeners. Tipping. David Kingston remains at the top. He's two points clear. Still, I think he was two points clear last week. Ahead of Bush Lemon. And then a point back. We have a log jam. Ben Diggity. Manola Calvete. The new exotic. <laughs> Doug. Mario Siegs, Chris Blackwell. Mad Dog. Solzy a point back. And Tucker round out the top ten. Fantasy. Rick's, Rick Grimes, bitch. Always on top. He's going to fucking lead from... from post the post this year i think the wendells bobbers one trick pony fin train 2.0 i wonder who that could be top china dragons puds picks warhorse feletti my willy and <laughs> timbers. that Falletti, my willy is tyler so i assume that's life of Tire on uh, on twitter pick the ladder competition you remember last week i was tied at the top this week not a tie at the top anymore unfortunately for the other guy, because I'm still on top, all by myself. And uh sec- second <laughs> second Paul <laughs> Hayden third. third shithead listener Qua- Craig McQuillan fourth, Liana by Liana fifth, drop bear zero zero one sixth, tied with Highway. Devonhead uh is in uh, tied in that tri- for eight. We got DJX playing in there as well. Now the big moves of the week, we had uh Highway jumped forty places to finish in sixth. Sensational effort. Shithead listener. He jumped 28 to wind up in third. And you were still in the top 10 last week, but I don't know where the fuck you are this time. Oh, plummeted. Yeah? Did you, have, you seen the, have you seen the actual...
1: No, but... It's funny... Tigers go further and further down. I, so will
0: I. I'm leading in Manly if fucking last. You think that's what I picked? Hell no. Imagine when Manly fucking start rising up the ladder again. I'm just going to fucking put a massive buffer on. Um... Now, with the shop, as I said, we've got one Tigers in Decline shirt left. Go to thisweekinleague.com, click on the online store. 15 bucks. I mean, come on, and shipping. Um, relevant, it's back. Tigers in Decline, we need a new batch, guys. Uh, Run TMB, two shirts left to go. Respecttheshooter.co, get in there. Make Glenn the happiest little girl in town by getting that Run TMB shirt. Would that really necessary? Probably not, eh? <laughs> Run DCE, only eight to go. So manly fans, show that you're not as shit as Tigers fans, and get it over line it's getting eight over the line you know, considering how long we've been sitting on you know five, four, three, two on we about a month like that, I think on the run TMB. So I think manly fans in a week can turn that one around and get it out there. and remember, um, if you want to collect it off at the Titans game on July 13, uh, make sure you send a, an email to the confirmation email address, and then that way uh, I'll rebate the um, five dollar shipping cost, and uh, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Well, let's face it, we've got time to do a lot more, but I mean, for the second week in a row, run fairly fucking long. This one's uh, even a couple of minutes longer than it was last one. So there you go.
1: Getting better. Unlike the Tigers. Getting better.
0: (laughs) Maybe not as concise as we have been. Tied it up a bit. It's getting loose. Remember the fucking year when it was like three Three hours, hours, like consistently three hours and sometimes more?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that shit these days.
0: No, thank fuck you got here early tonight because you're still leaving at a reasonable hour. Yeah. All right, that's it. See See you next week. week.